6.7 WJFK, and welcome, uh, your Saturday Night Brothers, and we are back with you. Here is everything that you need to know. My name is El Jefe. Uh, that is J-Dubs. How's it going? In the back room, we have Tommy Bateman. This is The Hideout on 106.7 WJFK, and we highly encourage your participation. In fact, believe it or not, that's one of our New Year's resolutions, that we are going to be more caller-friendly. So... If you'd like to maybe participate, you got something you want to weigh in on, 800-636-1067, 202-432-1067. We also are very high-tech as well. Uh, everybody, I want to say, we were one of the first to hop on this AOL for broadband bandwagon, and it's blown up. It's worked beautifully for us. It's blown up so far. You hear them sponsoring the Super Bowl trip, the Don and Mike show. Remember... Now, where's our Super Bowl trip? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. God forbid we've been pimping it for nine months, but hey, whatever the case. Uh, good. In fact, I got Don and Mike, I got to bring them up in a second. Something really cool happened, and I pushed out about it. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you in a little bit. Um, again, 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Uh, so much to be done tonight. As you can tell, it is no longer an 8 o'clock start time for the hideout either. Uh, we just keep expanding, dude. Remember the days where we started? What The very first night was like midnight. Yeah, the the first night was midnight till 3. three yeah, midnight yeah. to 3. Then eventually we started going on after NASCAR when we had NASCAR. Oh, that, that was the best, too. We're going to go on at 11? Yeah. Are, Are you kidding, kidding me? Oh, God, look. Dude, there may, there's a PM after the time? Wow. And, and then we moved up to like 10 to 2, and then... You know, uh, thanks to everything and everybody, you know, we eleven eight to 11, and now here we are. And I believe for 2004, 7 to 11 is going to be the new start time. Now, no one got to hear this show, but our live-to-tape show, when we wanted to get the show at first, was only an hour long. And remember how much we were stressing out about that one. Yeah, how are we going to feel an hour? For, uh, one hour. hour. Worth of material. One full hour. I wonder if we could do this. And, I, I mean, right now, we only get four hours a week, so we wouldn't want to do it now. But something that I would kind of like to do, maybe once eventually we get full time. We aren't going to play live to tape. I'd love to play that live. We are not playing that. <laughs> it's me. It's Dubs. It's our buddy Lefty, uh, who uh, works in Michigan. By the way, we always, I, was, I was talking to Bateman about this last night. We always talk about our old radio friends, and we act like it's the 80s and nobody can see what they look like. There are websites yeah. that you can go check out all these old dickhead program directors that we worked, uh, worked with before. So our buddy Lefty, uh, I think the website is WK, 
M no WKMY WKMY.com and he's the night jock over there. <laughs> What's his name now? James Dillon. So, but uh, the station he worked we worked at flip formats and he stayed there through the flip format and now he has to go by James Dillon. And uh, our station was a lot like HFS 101 yeah. here, a very new Rocky kind of station. And now it's more of an adult, uh, adult contemporary. It's a lot like 104, yeah. I suppose you would say. For those of you, those of you listening locally. Uh, 202-432-1067. The people in Iowa have no idea what we're talking about. Sometimes we like to pretend like we're nationally syndicated. Um, so anyway, but the live to tape, it's you, me, our buddy Lefty, and Spoon. Yeah. And, you know, that wasn't a really bad show. I, I have I have two copies of it sitting in my car. Was it bad? And I have not listened to it since... My, I rode back home to Michigan after the show. I'm very, very afraid to pop back in my CD player. Oh, no. All right. I'm, well, I'm just frightened, too. I, I always grab it, think of it, and I'm like, no. In fact, didn't you get a really nice compliment yesterday when Ron and Fez had all their buddies up here uh, burning Fez's bu Buccaneer shirt? Yeah. Uh, There's a couple guys sitting back in phone screen with me. Uh, actually, PJ, one of our early interns, his brother was sitting back there with me. And he's like, yeah, I ran across, he, he taped the first episode that was on the air of the hideout. And he's like, yeah, I, I came across these tapes and I was listening to them and it was your guys' first show on the hideout. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, how bad did it suck? You know, just kind of goofing around. Because we, like, we don't like to take ourselves too seriously. Occasionally we'll have an off night or two. And then he's like, oh, Batman, it, it sucked real bad. You won't even believe it. <laughs> that, I, that, come on, man. That's... That's like the compliment from uh, the chick upstairs. Like, man, I love the show, but you, you guys have gotten so much better. So much better. I'm like, Jesus, who were we before? Big O and Douche? I doubt that. I guess so. I, I'm, I'm thinking so now. Here's another thing, too, real quick. Cameron, uh, I guess people were always sending Cameron their show ideas because they want to get on the air. Mm -hmm. And he actually, he enjoys, <laughs> it's a program, it's my worst nightmare whenever we send out I like oh, yeah. stuff because you always know that the program director will get together, get everybody from the station together, and listen to the show and talk about how you know just goof on it and how on how much it sucks. Yeah. So he played me something, and I was like, Jesus Christ, we don't sound like that, do we? I mean, it was just the ultimate jive, um, DJ like talk show FM. I mean, it was it was really bad, and I don't know, maybe that's us. Because you, you never you never think you're doing that, but then you go back and you listen. You're like, wow, man, we're we're jive, we're horrible. Yeah, and you won't know that until two years down the road when you listen to some of your old tapes. So right now we're thinking we're doing a great job. You know, two weeks from now we're gonna think to uh, today's show wasn't that bad, but two years from now we might be listening to it like Jesus Christ, what were we doing? And yeah, maybe that's a sign. Maybe that's a sign that you actually, if you get better with time. You know, that, it, you know, it, it ends up being okay because if you can look back and say, wow, uh, I sound the same as I did then, then maybe there's no progress that's being had. Same thing if it's, uh, I give you a baseball player or something. Yeah. And you look back on your stats from two years ago and you're still hitting 235, you know, then you kind of realize, well, maybe this isn't for you. Yeah. So as long as you see some sort of progress, I think we're doing okay. Now, as far as progress goes, Stubbs, <clears throat> I, it's getting to the point where we're kind of getting noticed around town a little bit. I don't know about you, but uh, I got such a distinct look that I go out occasionally, people come up and be like, oh, you're Hefe. Well, as a matter of fact, I am. So uh, I enjoy working out at the gym. I'm in a great flow working out at my gym. 
And uh, yesterday, uh, and yeah, it was yesterday. Yesterday, I was in the uh, bicep, tricep mode, uh, working the forearms as well, you know, doing the uh, the max reps and all the various sets and things. I know you don't understand what this no. stuff is, Dubs. It's no like idea. I'm, it's like I'm speaking Chinese to you right now. Just hang in there with me for a second. So I'm doing all this, my uh, my reverse curls and various things like that. And I look up and I'm going to get a drink of water. And I see somebody. I'm like, hmm. Kind of looks familiar. I give a little nod or whatever. Because you like to be courteous whenever you're walking around. I'm, I'm a southern gentleman. I'm willing to to uh, tip my hat at the person walking by. I've been to the gym with you once. You walk around in skin-tight under armor the whole time. And you, you're looking better. You're looking, you know, more fit, but not under armor fit. Well, no, here's the thing, and I'll agree with you. And the, But part of the reason why I do the under armor thing, instead of saying, will you protect this house, you should be saying, will you protect this cake? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let that one fly by, okay? <laughs> because part of the reason why I do the Under Armour thing is for motivation. Because if you wear big clothes, you get you psych yourself into thinking, "Wow, I really am looking good." For me, it's kind of torturing myself wearing the Under Armour. It's not looking torturing yourself, man. It's torturing everybody else in the goddamn gym. All right, I'm trying to get into a story here. Okay, continue. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. Thank you for uh, helping my self-esteem along. <laughs> You're so right, though. I'm like the the dude that wears the Under Armour that really shouldn't be. It's like you can kind of see the fat rolls a little bit in my back and stuff like that. Anyway, so I'm walking around. And you're right. Thank you for at least saying it's gotten a little bit better. <laughs> so I'm walking around. And uh, I notice this dude. And then I'm going and I'm working out. And I see everybody talking to this guy. Um, and he's a big, older black gentleman. Um, in very good shape. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, that guy looks really, really familiar. I can't place that dude. And I finally figured out who it was, and it's disappointing because I am no longer the most famous person who works out at my gym. Yeah. Now, there's a morning guy, a guy who does, who does mornings at 92Q up in Baltimore. That guy works out at my gym. That's Baltimore. Uh, that's, that's DC's bitch. So I would still even consider myself more famous than that dude. But this guy that had sitting there... Doing bench press next to me, he's internationally known. Who is it? Chief Charles Moose. Wow. <clears throat> I work out at the same place that Chief Charles Moose. Did you uh, did you go up and say anything to him? Well, I wanted to. I mean, because when you see somebody like that, um, you you want to kind of go up and you want to pick their brain a little bit more. But more than anything else, the, the the thing to do is maybe go up and say. Hey, you know, thank you for your service. It was a rough time. You really helped us through it. Or you could say you did a great job in the show Rock. <laughs> and you know what? The resemblance uh, is uncanny. Really? Uh, the only thing I've ever seen is moving. I was around here during that whole time, so I've never actually saw him standing up, you know, like directing the city. And see, I had just moved here. I had just moved here from Michigan when the whole sniper thing happened. And I worked in Silver Spring where a couple of the shootings were. I was actually working at that same gym, opening it, running from my car to the gym, you know, zigzagging, you know, afraid that I was going to get shot. And it was like that. I know I, I know I, you don't know, I, but it was a really scary time. Oh, I, I can imagine, but I'm imagining you running from the gym when you're even fatter in your under armor. I was in my I was in my uh my my uh my gym uniform, thank you very much. So anyway, 
But I, I didn't go up to him. And this is actually something that I wanted to ask you, Dubs, and maybe even you know people that are listening. Uh, 800-636-1067, 202-432-1067. I didn't go up to him because I hate bothering quote-unquote famous people. Yeah. Now, he's not a rock star, but... I mean, a lot of people know. I mean, it's an international name. It's, you know, Chief Charles Moose. A ton of people know who the cat is. I mean, and he he's not really uh, well-known on the uh, entertainment level, but he does have a best-selling book, too. Yeah, he had the book. Of course, you alluded to the movie that was in USA, which, by the way, I saw and um, I watched uh, the movie. I actually liked the movie with Rock. <laughs> it was a pretty good movie. I wonder how they did the whole thing. It was kind of odd that they made the movie before they even had the trials, but I figure everybody already knew that uh, the dudes were going down. So anyway, I'm sitting there, and what's so weird is that I found that approaching celebrities, it's, it's kind of like the same way with, like, chicks. And I have the same problem with approaching. Like, if I see a really hot chick... Uh, it, it equates to a celebrity because the thing is, is the whole time that you're sitting there and you're looking around, like you see that you see the you're working out in the same place. In fact, it even goes as far as the gym. You see Chief Moose sitting there working out. You look, you, you kind of look at him. You know, yeah. you're interested. Um, same thing if a hot chick's working out. You're you kind of check you check her out a little bit. And it's like the weird eye contact. You don't want to get caught staring. But at the same time, too, you gotta look. If you if you see Moose doing some reps, do you try to beat him on what he's doing? Is that the type of thing? You, like you see, you, you kind of mark how much weight he's doing. All right, let's see if I can beat the Moose. All right, I'll tell you this. All right, I uh, I do lift more than uh, Chief Moose does. I saw what he was working out with. That's what I warm up with. Eight hundred. <laughs> was he the uh, with the white Easy Spirit uh, dumbbells? No, he was actually he was doing. Uh, actually, he looked like he was doing. A, oh, here's the other thing too. Chief Moose looks good. Um, he used to look like Rock. He's lost a ton of weight. A ton of weight. So my man's looking stealth. Me and Moose hanging out at the gym. You know, this way we celebrities roll. Um, James, welcome into the hideout. Hey, what's up? What up, brother? Hey, man, Moose is a tool, man. Oh, you can't talk no, about my new no, best man, friend like no, that? I, I, can't, no, I can't tell you exactly how... Uh, I can't tell you exactly how uh, I, I worked with, uh, I worked around him last year during the whole thing. But, oh, no. Uh, I, I'm telling you, man, the guy's a tool. All right. Well, thank you, James. That's <laughs> firsthand, brother. Well, all right. Well, thank you. All right. I, I, I would ask you a ton of questions, but I feel like I just made a new celebrity friend. Maybe you can uh, talk to Moose and say, say, hey, this guy told me you're a tool, and I want to see if it's true. <laughs> yeah, after yeah. he gets done with a set of uh, bench press? Yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm not going to walk up and say, hey, uh, um, James told me that you're a real tool, and then he worked firsthand with you. And you got to realize, I mean, there was, there was a very stressful situation. I've got I make a new friend and one of the callers do. They already immediately call in. You know, I start goofing on him. You can't really jump on the guy that hard, though. I mean, that was a terrible situation we put in, and he he probably did the best that he could. Speaking of the snipers, real quick, remember when we were living in Lansing and some chick got shot outside mm-hmm. the Parter Park Zoo? Now they're thinking it was Mohammed yep. and Malva. Yep. And it was weird being in Lansing, and this is what, two years ago? Mm-hmm. It was way before the sniper shootings happened. And, we're, and they were, like, shooting at the Potter Park Zoo. and People people, like, people were getting arrested. Their, uh, the guy's, uh, the chick's husband got arrested. All these people got arrested. And come to find out that it could have been these guys because there was a lot of uh, stuff that linked them 
it was that area that day. Yep, exactly. So that was just another little yeah. weird thing. And they never ended up getting. Uh, I still, I don't, I don't know if you know official if they've been charged with that either. Uh, Bill, welcome into the hideout. Hey, what's up, man? It's Bill. I, I ran into you at the gym like uh, about a month and a half ago or something like that. Yeah. I ran into you. What's up, man? How you doing, man? Are you, were, man. you were moving to Frederick, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm out, I'm out in Frederick now, but um, every now and again I'll swing through and, uh, you know, use like a, a guest. I can't have my membership there, but I use like a guest pass. And uh, I look around for you, but I, I, don't, I don't see you too often. I just wanted to call and say you look fabulous, man. The underarm is definitely for you. And, uh, and, and Chief Moose is nothing, man. Not, not to pay to you. Oh, all right, thank Chief you. Chief Moose is nothing. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> now, uh, this is kind of off topic, but you worked at a Gold's Gym for a while. Yes. Were there any sick bastards there that, like, J.O. in the shower room? No. Uh, aren't no. They? Just wondering. I don't know why you would even say. I don't know. It just popped in my head. I just wanted to ask. Of course, it, it would be something that would plague me the rest of the day if I didn't ask you right now. I don't even understand why you would ask. I me. don't know. Popped in my head. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. And it's one of these things. Considering celebrities too, I just don't like bothering celebrities. Period. Like, remember when? Um, remember whenever what's his name? Gary Delabate came here. Yeah. And, of course, anybody who listens to the show knows that we're huge fans of the Stern Show. And it was really cool, you know, kind of meeting Gary. But it was one of those things where I was asked if I wanted to take a picture with Gary. And I was like, no. Yeah. Because you don't, you know, you don't want to look like a tool. Yeah, you, you just look like an ass when that happens. And um, I was like, and, and you feel guilty because then, then you never know if you hurt, you know, Gary's feelings because he didn't want to take a picture sure, with I'm sure they didn't face him. But, but, you know, I would be uh, a little hurt if somebody, if I'm standing right there and somebody asked the listener, hey, you want to take a picture with F? And they're like, nah, I'm not interested. But, I, okay, he was standing right there when you said it? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, that could be a little bit hurtful. Yeah. I would, I'd be like, yeah, okay. I mean, even if you don't want to, don't keep the picture. You know? Just, yeah, but you don't want to look like, I don't know. I don't like looking like a tool. Uh, I, Steve, welcome to the high up. Hey guys, how you doing? What up, brother? I just wanted to comment about that last guy, James. They called. They called Chief Moose a tool. Yeah. I mean, that guy's a prick. You know, Chief Moose. They, they don't teach you how to uh, how to keep your emotions in check during a sniper situation. In you know, in, exactly. It's a tough yeah. situation. No, I'm, I'm I'm with you, Steve. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that at all. And in fact, when I see the dude, I haven't talked to him yet around the gym. Seems like a very nice, friendly guy, willing to talk to people, that whole kind of thing. you got to respect for anybody that is put in that situation and handles it in whatever way. I mean, politicians get flustered. Imagine a person who isn't used to the limelight, all of a sudden, international fame, and, you know, that's a trying time, bro. Well, thank you for the rebuttal, Steve. Well, real, real quick, I mean, you got to look at it this way. I mean, that guy James pissed me off. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm venting. That's you know, cool. This guy's a human, and, you know, everybody called him a wuss and, and a tool because he showed his emotions on TV, but, you know, he shows his humanity. He's, you know, he's a, a, a husband, he's a parent, and he's as clueless about this as everybody else is and scared to death. Yeah, you can't, you can't blame the guy for being real. Exactly. Absolutely. Thank you, Steve, brother. Take care, guys. Uh, there it is. And so, anyway, and like I said, I'm you know, I'm making new friends. I don't want to... Go on the air and immediately, you know, tick them off. I said I was going to mention Don and Mike, and um, first of all, love the boys. They've, they're awesome to us, and they had David Cross on yesterday, mm-hmm. and 
You and I are huge fans of David Cross, and that's really cool. I didn't know Don was such a huge fan of David Cross also. And I didn't want to look like a tool in front of you, but behind your back I went and said hi to him. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you pussy. Oh, man, I can't believe that. Because you know what I did? I just walked by the green room about 15 times just to look at the dude. <laughs> I just went, I went down there, and I, I said, hey, what's up? Big fan. And then that's it. I think, I think if you just do go that far... Then you aren't being a bother. What, what did he say anything to you? Yeah, he's like, "Oh, good to meet you." And just like he was very, very nice. Ah, damn it! Now I wish I had. Instead, I'm just walking around, kind of peering into the green room, you know, acting like I'm busy and I'm somebody important around here. And then it was the same thing too. After the interview was over, and he wanted that the copy of the Jerry Seinfeld tape that Don and Mike played. Yeah. And he was just waiting outside, waiting for John to double it up. And uh, walked by again, walked into the prod room, acting like I was doing a little something. You know what I mean? So, you know, um, I, I didn't want to approach him. I don't know. I, again, I felt stupid, but it's it again. It's, I think almost I'm creepier. Yeah. You are. You're definitely creepier when you do that. Because I'm the guy walking by 15 times, and I'm the guy staring at Chief Moose doing his bench presses in the corner of the gym. You know what? I think he left his one green room. You want to go sniff it? Dave crossed it? Mm-hmm. Let's give it away. Let's autograph it and give it. By, by the way, where is he? The DC Improv? Yeah. DC Improv? I, I believe it's sold out, though. I think they had maybe a couple more. No, I, I called for uh, uh, Sunday show. And by the way, F you, dude, because you were supposed to call maybe about a week ago to I've get a ticket calling. for David Cross, and it never happened. I've been calling, and he can't blame it on me, and I'm not going to blame it on, the, on the, the sales guy. It was just a situation where I couldn't get a hold of the owner. I think, you, I think you blew it. I did. Sean, welcome into the hideout. Hey, hey guys. I, I'm not trying to get off the subject or anything, but what really worries me is not cheap moves. It's the chunky guys that actually go out and spend a hundred and some odd dollars to get the Under Armour gear just to wear it one time for like touch football or something. I'm really worried about that. Well, I'll, you stop? I'll tell you this, Sean. I don't wear it during flag football. I only wear it around the gym and I wear it all the time. Does that make it any better? No, because Thanksgiving weekend, dude, I'm like, my husband and his buds are out there. They're playing football, and it's like, it's touch football. It's 50 degrees. You're all chunky. Please, just take it off. Don't suit it. But, you, but can you understand why I'm wearing it? Because I'm wearing it more of as a motivational tool because I still have the gut. Okay, here's the thing. Huh. It's a motivational tool for you because you look at it, and you see, okay, I got I to gotta, I gotta get rid of this so I can look good in this. Uh-huh. The other people look at you and, like, they look at themselves. Damn, I'm doing pretty good. And they might not be doing that well. I can rub your time for good luck. Dude, take it off. Oh, all right. Take Thank you. Off. Thank you, Sean. I would say at the same time, too, if, you know, it's helping self-esteem around the gym. I'm not the only guy. Um, F you. I don't even know what to say to that. You've completely thrown me off. That pisses me off, dude. I'm sitting here. I'm trying to do a good thing. Um, I'm working out at least. I'm trying to better my body. No, you definitely are, but just for the occasion. All right. I'm, I'm not trying to hurt you. Well, my birthday's coming up, by the way, February 10th. I will be turning 26 years old. So okay. if anybody would like to buy me huge sweatshirts so I don't walk around Silver Spring offending people, I'm down with that. I'll get you a Detroit Lions sweatsuit. Taking a break. Coming back. We went out. We are the official Joe Gibbs radio station. And we are your official Joe Gibbs radio show. Uh, I honestly feel that people haven't been asking the real Joe Gibbs questions. So we have sent a correspondent of ours, a hideout correspondent, out to get the vibe of the people on the street to see what they're thinking about Joe Gibbs 
uh, your head coach of the Washington Redskins. That is coming up next. I think you're going to like our take on it. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. It is the hideout on WJFK. Who wants another eargasm? Oh, God, no more. No. <laughs> <laughs> LFA Hideout, delivering more eargasms an hour than any other show in the nation. LFA. The most important Latino broadcaster ever. Got a big f***ing I don't know how this little man, this little fat man, get all these women, boy. I don't know how he do it, but he does it. <laughs> it's a name. LFA. On a, a bank account, one of the above. Here in my apartment in the dark and took off the internet porn tonight, then the terrorists are truly won. Shut up, you effing baby. Uh, that, that little, uh, punching the clown or the terrorists of one thing, that's from David Cross. And that's our little tribute to David Cross. Uh, in our imaging that we've had for a while. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. JFK El Jefe. Uh, JFK E-L-J-E-F-E. The AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger. Your boys, Hefe uh, and Dubs, are hanging out with you on this uh, Saturday night. Again, a new start time for the hideout. And from now on, I believe this is what it's going to be. 7 to 11 o'clock Saturday nights until the company realizes that there's a lot of... Uh, Good money to be made. Good things and money to be made. Exactly. Uh, that they've got a real winner in this show. Let's wait two years and listen back, and then we'll we'll see if we change our tune. I know. We're going to listen back to us, like, talking that trash about how great we're. I'm like, Jesus Christ. How do we even have the balls to say? How are we even on the air at exactly. 10 o'clock, no less? So, um, it, it seems like it's calmed down just a little bit. The Joe Gibbs mania, J-Dub? Yeah. But for a while there. Oh, it was insane. I mean, the day that it happened, I, I promise you, you, will you won't see something like this ever again, or at least until uh, Jesus Christ comes back uh, and says, All my people, uh, except for you, Spoon, everybody come and follow me up to the greats, whatever it is. I mean, it was that kind of a vibe. Yeah, here in Washington, D.C. It, it was just insane on how much pull this guy still has, you know? And, you know, an, an interesting question that I have for you, Dubs, is why is it that these people can't stay retired? What is it about athletes and rock stars specifically that just won't allow them to stay retired? Well, there's so many great times when you're an athlete or a rock star, and after you quit, you forgot the reasons why you quit. You know, and you want those good feelings back, and they, they totally forget what the good come to bad. And that's why they usually fizzle out pretty quick, too, when they, once they come back. Now, you mean you think about, uh, like, these bands, the 80s hair bands, bands like Rat. I, I just think they were broke. And Great White that are playing these small clubs, you know, burning these small clubs to the ground, playing in front of 100, 200 people. Is it that kind of thing where there's such a, an adrenaline high and people loving you and chanting your name that you have to stay in it? With people like that, I think it was like for Rat, they're broke. And they're like, okay, we need to get some money. I, but when, when it comes to like great athletes and stuff, they don't want to tarnish their name. 
but they also think, okay, I can go back there, I can still compete, I can show, you know, that it, it, it can work. People can come back. I mean, there's a list. Obviously, there was Jordan, uh, sports-wise. Parcells, who is the Jordan, I guess, of coaching. Yep. Um, Clements, recently, stayed retired for three months. Basically, he did just enough to get out of New York without looking like an a-hole. And then decides, yeah, I've talked it over with my family and my best bud Pettit's here in Houston, so I think I'm going to go ahead and come back. One year, $5 million. I think it's worth it. Th- that seemed to you me like... It can't really bitch the guy about that. One year, $5 million. Yeah, it is worth it. Then you got people like Streisand and Kiss and the Stones, who, by the way, the Stones were the top grossing um, concert tour in the year 2003. Jesus Christ! And it's every time. It's the last time. It's the last time. Yeah, I mean, how many, how many uh, last times have there been for that? Like, how long has that gone back? It's gone back to like the mid 80s, probably, when they were on their farewell tours. We ought to do that. Listen next week for the for the very last time. And honestly, we have that kind of mentality every time we do the show. We honestly believe it could be the last time we're on the air. It's a very special hideout. <laughs> we're going segment by segment, <laughs> just hoping that we don't get that call on the hotline. Yeah, just find the hotline, waiting for it to, to ring. So, and the other thing that I had real quick about the Gibbs thing, too, um, if you want to go ahead and bring in our correspondent, guys, is that... Do you think the excitement is because of the fact that the Wizards and the Capitals just suck? I mean, they suck really, really bad right now. No, I think it's just a football town, and they haven't had the whole uh, the, the the talent they had since Joe Gibbs left. Mm-hmm. And they think, okay, Joe Gibbs is back. Everything is going to fall right back into place. And I guess it could be one of those situations. It could be. Oh, boy. There it is. It looks like... Throw it up. You know I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> you... Oh, they hung up. There was nobody there. The hotline. Somebody calling us on the hotline telling us that's it. It's over. Beat it already. Scram. So what we decided we were going to do, Dubs, and I don't know if you realize this, because you see every television show, every news station talking about how they were first with the Joe Gibbs news. They were first in their Joe Gibbs coverage. They've got promos about who was first and... If there's going to be breaking Joe Gibbs news, we're going to hop in and we're going to give you all of the breaking news concerning Joe Gibbs. And all of this fanfare and in all of this rush to be the first, like the media always does. Okay, in this local area, how many, uh, what do you think was bigger? Going to war in Iraq or Joe Gibbs showing back? Joe Gibbs. Yeah? Easily Joe Gibbs. I bet you there wouldn't be the kind of excitement when we finally find Osama bin Laden, which eventually I think we will. But I bet there's not that same kind of excitement. I, there will be, there will never again be Joe Gibbs kind of excitement. And because everybody was rushing to to be first, I think they missed the very important questions. There are questions out there that I don't think the media covered. And so because of that, we are now going to start our special. Joe Gibbs coverage. If it's stupid and Joe Gibbs, it's the hideout on JFK. Very special breaking Joe Gibbs edition of the hideout on 106.7 WJFK, the home of Redskins Radio. Now I'd like to welcome in our correspondent who we met uh, a couple weeks back, sat in with us on the uh, New Year's Eve show. Uh, Alexis, welcome back into the Haida. How are you? Thank you. Thank you so much. So good to see you. Now, um, Bateman, if we could grab her a pair of headphones so that she could listen to this. What we did is Dubs and I got together and typed up a, a ton of different questions mm-hmm. to go out 
and asked the, the D.C. locals to see how they were doing to get their pulse in society and to see if people are truly as excited about Joe Gibbs as we think they are. Because it takes a special kind of person to actually call in a show. So we, to get an actual fan reaction, you've got to go out on the streets and actually ask people that are walking down the streets who would normally not call a radio show. Exactly. I mean, it's kind of the TV kind of way where they'll go to a sports bar. Um, they'll go to various places to actually talk to the, the real people that aren't normally heard. Yeah. And if you'd like to throw in on this discussion, feel more than free. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Now, Alexis, tell me, where exactly did you go to, uh, to meet with all these various people and get this stuff? Well, I began at my dorm at George Washington University, and I asked the kids on my floor there, and uh, I was actually kind of surprised that how little they knew for being kids that attend George Washington. They really didn't know that much about local D.C. current events, like the whole Joe Gibbs thing. Where, where, where else did you go? After that, I went to uh, Bowie, and uh, I went to the Bowie Town Center. and like. Just All right, so it sounds like we got a good, what, we got a good range. Cross-section of life. We've got college students. We've got young people. We've got old people. Um, I believe this first one is somebody that went... Uh, to your school, uh, George Washington University. Dubs, if you want me to pause it or anything, just raise your okay. hand and I'll pause it, okay? Is it okay if I ask some questions to tape on broadcast on CBS Radio? Yes, it is. Would you give CBS up your firstborn for a Joe Gibbs-led Super Bowl? Absolutely not. Why is Joe Gibbs more powerful than Superman? Who's Joe Gibbs? Okay, now that's kind of surprising, J-Dubs. Yeah. <laughs> just, just the simple fact. I mean, that means that guy has not picked up a paper in the last three weeks. Now, in your in your George Washington, uh, what's the school paper called? The Hatchet. The Hatchet. <laughs> Do they have? So cheesy. <laughs> well, at Texas Tech, it was the University Daily. I guess that's, I don't know, what's dumber to you? The Hatchet. The Hatchet. Definitely. Okay, I agree. Hey, we may have a new name for the show. Yeah. <laughs> or a new nickname for Bateman, The Hatchet. <laughs> um... All right, so this cat who lives on your, your dorm floor had no idea who even Joe Gibbs was. Surprisingly, no. As if the 24-hour news coverage and the huge specials and all that were not enough to inform this kid of who Joe Gibbs was. So he wasn't reading the claw hammer. Very <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> nice. And, it and it's one of the things, too, about you don't know the name. Yeah, you got to at least know the name. I mean, there are certain household names that I would... And to me, this is what makes television look even stupider. No. Hell, the station look even dumber. Uh, making all this fanfare when you realize, let's be honest, about 65% of the uh, population probably doesn't even know who Joe Gibbs is. It probably doesn't even really. I mean, if you don't watch ESPN, you don't know, basically. All right, so I think we had another another person from your school. Can I ask you some questions for broadcast on CBS Radio? Sure. Would you give up your firstborn for a Joe Gibbs-led Super Bowl? Absolutely not. Who do you think is most likely to win in a fight to the death, Joe Gibbs or Jesus? I would say Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but who has the better offensive team? Jesus. When is Joe Gibbs going to cure cancer, before or after the first Super Bowl win? Um, I don't think that will ever happen. <laughs> How long do you think it will take Joe Gibbs to find the weapons of mass destruction? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know enough about Joe Gibbs. <laughs> Where were you, a quaalude party? 
Seriously, you don't even know the people on my floor. It, it was so is, this, is this indicative of the people at Georgetown uh, or George Washington? I really don't know. I mean, every person that I asked had the energy level of an unwatered houseplant. It was insane. I just don't know how that happened. I mean, I was in college. I even see the kids over here at, uh, what is this, Mason over here. You figure Maryland's got to be up, you know, upbeat and happy. George Washington sounds like a hell. I don't know. I like our school. We don't even have a football team or anything. So they're, I guess they're just not excited about anything that doesn't concern, you know, politics. Or... But again, Dubs, this proves a point. This proves the fact that this media oversaturation is, uh, is pointless. Yeah. It, it's really unnecessary. Now, if you take, a little que- you take a little listen to the questions that we're asking, I mean, these are important kinds of questions. Because if Joe Gibbs is, in fact, the second coming of Jesus Christ... When is he going to find the weapons of mass destruction if he's, in fact, that smart? Can he defeat Jesus in a fight to the death? These are the questions the hideout wants to know. You're listening to the only show in D.C. asking the real Joe Gibbs questions. The Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Can I ask you some questions for tape on broadcast on CBS Radio? Yeah, I go for it. How long until Joe Gibbs finds the weapons of mass destruction? Um, I guess we felt X-ray vision or the weapons of mass destruction made in the first place. Who is most likely to win in a fight to death, Joe Gibbs or Jesus? Isn't the whole point Jesus wouldn't fight back anyway? So I guess that. Good answer. <laughs> okay, and who has the better offensive skills? Uh, probably that Joe guy. Cause, you know, he can punch and Jesus can't. Now that is a person who is thinking on their feet. Definitely. <laughs> Because when you really analyze the question, who would most likely win in a fight to the death, Joe Gibbs or Jesus? I don't know. Maybe you do have smart people at George Washington because Jesus isn't going to fight. And so he's just going to allow Gibbs to punch him in the face. So you think Jesus would be called a punk? No, stop. Now you're taking it too far. No, I'm not. Now you're taking it too far. If he can't punch, that's what the guy said. He can't punch. And if... What he's saying is he can't punch because he has holes in his hand. And I'm going too far? No, he did not. You said that. Dub said that. And I'm going too far. That guy went too far. You are going too far. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Asking the real Joe Gibbs questions, the hideout. Can I take you for broadcast on CBS Radio? Sure. Why is Joe Gibbs more powerful than Superman? Um... Well, Joe Gibbs, unlike Superman, doesn't have any sort of element like a kryptonite uh, that would affect him. answer. So I would have to say that. Who is most likely to win in a fight to the death, Joe Gibbs or Jesus? I would say probably Jesus. Yeah, but who has the better offensive team? Uh, Steve Spurrier. Steve Spurrier? What? He has a lot of experience uh, down in Florida. I think that helped him out a lot. Okay, you seem to know a lot about Spurrier. Who do you think would win in a fight between uh, Spurrier and Joe Gibbs? I would say Steve Spurrier, um, all the way. Who do you think you would fear more, El Jefe or God? El Jefe, I mean, kind of sounds a little meaner. I don't know. That's right, bitch. Uh, I, don't, I don't picture God as being as mean. <laughs> you know, that's an interesting take, man, the Spurrier thing. I mean, if, all right, now, it's absurd. To think that, that it's absurd to think that Joe Gibbs would fight Jesus. I mean, the, the question itself is silly, and that's the point of it. You did a great. What if that happened? Alexis, you did a great follow-up. And all right, then you know so much about Spurrier. <laughs> who's gonna win? Who's gonna win in that fight, Spurrier or Gibbs? 
Let's talk about that for a second. J-Dubs, who would you pick? Who are you throwing your money on? I, I would, in an actual fight, I would throw it on Spurrier. I'd throw it on Gibbs. Spurrier's a, a quitting puss. Gibbs, <laughs> Gibbs has a weak hip. I think Spurrier would. I think I think Spurrier would stick to his to his uh, game plan, which is just throwing right hand jabs. And if the game plan didn't work, he'd say, "I quit. I'm leaving. I'm going home. Uh, don't worry about the money. I'm not interested." The jabs would work. This is Joe Gibbs' favorite show. Hosted by a Mexican kid from Michigan on Saturday nights. The Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Can I ask you some questions? Be taped for broadcast on CBS Radio. Yes. Do you think you would perform an act of lesbianism in honor of Joe Gibbs or to meet him? I'm going to say no on that one. Who do you think would most likely win in a fight to the death, Joe Gibbs or Jesus? I'm going to say Jesus. And why is that? He's got a few more things up his sleeve. Well, who do you think has a better offensive team? Uh, again, Jesus, we don't know what he's got under the rope, but I think he's packing a lot. <laughs> what? Who do you think sounds the toughest? El Jefe, J-Dubs, or do you think Joe Gibbs? i got to go with Jefe. Who do you think you fear more, El Jefe or God? Well, I think if I met El Jefe in a dark alley, I'd be pretty terrified. That's right, bitch. <laughs> um, Jesus is packing a lot? <laughs> you, you can't say no. I guess. You're yes. taking it too far. No, I, that, <laughs> I, I think that would be more sacrilegious than saying, okay, maybe he does. Jeez. <laughs> if, you, if you question him, I'd be afraid that he struck down. I'm just saying. We're going to hell. <laughs> We're so going to hell. But again, why didn't the media ask this question? George Michael, why aren't you asking this? Yeah, these are important. I mean, geez. You know? Larry Michael, come on. You're a great broadcaster, bro. You didn't think of these questions? 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Jason, welcome to the hideout. Hey, man, what's up? What up, brother? I just have to say that uh, I am sick of hearing about Joe Gibbs in the Washington media. I mean, they treat him like he's the next, the second coming of Jesus effing Christ. Oh, yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you. That's kind of the whole point. And again, it's not to say that we don't like Joe Gibbs. This itself is more of a commentary on the media coverage. Yeah. On the... Just constant oversaturation. In fact, Gibbs is a great coach. He's no Landry, but he's a great coach. And he's a great guy. He's a great CEO. He's a great leader. He's going to do amazing things for the Redskins. He's no Morinwood. And in turn, <laughs> for WJFK. Uh, but my whole thing is how the media just really just blowing this thing out of proportion and going hardcore. We've got a few more people that you've talked to. I think we're now getting into the um, the, the buoy version of this. More animated. Yeah, exactly. If it's stupid, and Joe Gibbs. It's the hideout on JFK. Okay, can I ask you questions on tape to be broadcast on CBS Radio? How long do you think it will be until Joe Gibbs finds the weapons of mass destruction? Three years. Um, why is Joe Gibbs more powerful than Superman? Well, he has three types of kryptonite on his finger. When is Joe Gibbs going to cure cancer, before or after the first Super Bowl win? After. Who's most likely to win in a fight to the death, Joe Gibbs or Jesus? Joe Gibbs. Who sounds the toughest, El Jefe, J-Dubs, or Joe Gibbs? J-Dubs. All right, this man's obviously a maniac. No, he's not. <laughs> You see, I'm down with the, the black community. It's true. He's down with all the homies. It's the Jared. It's the J-Dubs thing, dog. It's the um, I'm, I'm the white Jay-Z kind of thing that you got going. I didn't understand you. 
And now I'd like, did you, you actually, you ended up talking with an older Jewish. Uh, I went to, there was a table of old guys at this coffee shop. I thought, you know, this has got to be pretty interesting. So I went, I asked them some questions. They were pretty animated. So. From young black men to old Jewish men. That's, uh... Don't ask him a Jesus question. <laughs> no, you know, uh, hold on, uh, hold on a second. We'll play this, and then I actually have... I a, think there's a bias there. I have a beef, <laughs> I have a beef with you in a second. Here, let's play this one first. How about you? Can I ask you some questions for Kate? I might not know the answer, but you can ask any question you want. Would you give up your firstborn for a Joe Gibbs led Super Bowl? Heck no. How long do you think it will be until Joe Gibbs finds the weapons of mass destruction? Uh, he will clean out all the mass destruction right away because he is smart. Can you tell us why is Joe Gibbs more powerful than Superman? Uh, because he has the right tools at the right place at the right time. He will win. <laughs> when is Joe Gibbs going to cure cancer, before or after the first Super Bowl win? Oh, before, of course, because he's got to get the cancer out of the team. So in order to win... He's got to find it first. Okay, he did get rid of the cancer. At least the cancer finally got its all-time sack record, and that's Bruce Smith. So the cancer to me is gone. Quick question: What were they eating? What? I just want to know. I gotta ask. How come you didn't ask? How come you didn't ask the Jesus question to the old Jewish dudes? I asked them some of the questions, but man, you gotta understand. Here's me. You know, I don't want to walk up to a bunch of old guys and cause an old guy riot at a coffee shop or you something. Gotta, if you're gonna be the hideout I know, correspondent, it's true. you got you gotta be willing to, to, to take those. And I will. I'll make sacrifices for you guys. Alexis, you're a beautiful young lady, <laughs> and I don't think anybody's gonna get into a fight with you over the questions. <laughs> I was upset that you didn't ask any of the follow-up. The, there was, we had a whole list of questions, and you didn't ask one to anybody in particular. And I really wanted to know the answer to this one. So maybe we'll put this one to the listeners at 800-636-1067, 202-432-1067. In all of these interviews, and we've only got a couple more left, in all of these interviews, you never ask the question, <coughs> whose used underwear are you more likely to use as a handkerchief, El Jefe, J-Dubs, or Joe Gibbs? And that's the one that I really wanted to know, because if nothing else, um, you have to choose. You've got three viable options, El Jefe, J-Dubs, Joe Gibbs, used underwear, which one are you using as a hanky? Well, so, I mean, I just kind of figured, you know, that just answers itself. So why don't we just uh, say, all right, whose who's taint smells worse? <laughs> no, because we really, that, that is offensive. That line, that line of a questioning is offensive. I believe the way we phrase it here on paper is a little less... Um, I'm, I'm just breaking down layman's terms. Creative uh, wording. Intrusionary. Okay, fine. Let's go to this one right here. Can I ask you some questions to be taped for broadcast on CBS Radio? Yes, you may. How long do you think it will take for Joe Gibbs to find the weapons of mass destruction? Um, I'd say quicker than George Bush could. When is Joe Gibbs going to cure cancer, before or after the first Super Bowl win? You know, it's probably like to take his time and do it after the Super Bowl. He doesn't want to, he's not a big glory hog. He wants to do one thing at a time, you know. Focus on the Redskins first, then we'll cure cancer next. Who would most likely win in a fight to the death, Joe Gibbs or Jesus? That'd be a pretty tough one. Um, if Joe Gibbs was coaching, I'd say his players would definitely beat Jesus into the ground. But if, uh, if it's just Joe Gibbs versus Jesus, I'd probably say... Well, Joe Gibbs probably take it anyway. <laughs> Sounds depressing. El Jefe, J-Dubs, or Joe Gibbs? We'll give it to Jay Gibbs on that one. <laughs> Jay Gibbs. Jay Close. He was about to say J-Dubs, and no. then he just, at the very last minute, 
Do we forget that Joe starts with J? So I think he was just trying to make no, no, Gibbs a little no, bit hipper. In fact, I, from now on, henceforth in the hideout, it is Jay Gibbs from now on. Uh, older, older statesman to Jay Dubs. Now, you're going to call me Jay Gibbs from now on? I would go with that. No, Gibbs. Can I be Jay Gibbs? He's no longer Joe Gibbs. He's Jay Gibbs when we refer to him in the hideout. Let me be Jay Gibbs from now on. <laughs> no, you're not Jay Gibbs. <laughs> Although, you know, I could help the rating. Very good. <laughs> um, all right, we'll, we'll think about it. We'll, right. we'll try it for a segment. We'll see how we like it. Jay Gibbs. I like it. I don't like it's it. It's got already. a ring to it. I don't like it already. <laughs> uh, Kevin, welcome to the hideout. Hey, what's up? I definitely used Jay Gibbs on the words and Hanky before you guys. Jay Gibbs or Jay Dubs? Jay Gibbs. Jay Gibbs. See, now I'm confused, man, because we're calling you Jay Gibbs. We're calling him Jay Gibbs. And I, you know what? How about this? Would you use your own underwear as a hanky dog? No. I'm not crazy. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm wearing, uh, right now, I'm wearing these ones that are uh, I got for free from 7-Up. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, yeah. I swear to God. See? Oh, my God. And uh, what they do, they don't breathe at all. So if, you, if I were to take them off right now and you'd smell them, it's like I, I've been wearing, like, a, a Ziploc bag over my junk. Okay, I'm not interested in that. And it, it wouldn't be a pleasant time blowing my nose with it. So for that so reason, huh? a, yeah. a Ziploc bag over your junk. Thank you. Hey, I'm here to help. Yeah, anything I can do to help the hideout, exactly. bro. Exactly. I'm all over it. I, you want me to blow my nose with it? I'd love for you to. Will you blow your nose with your underwear? Hey, Alexis, will you blow your nose with this underwear? Uh, I'm going to go with no, but thanks for the I, offer. I'd, I'd blow my nose with, like, the part of the underwear that's, like, on your hip. Because I don't think that would be that dirty. I don't know. He did say Ziploc bag, you know. I'll flip it inside out, too. He can do it with that I'm not going to do it with yours. I'm saying with mine if I had to oh. do it with my own. Asking the pressing questions. El Jefe's hideout on 106.7 WJFK. I'll do yours if you do mine. Not interested. <laughs> You're listening to the only show in D.C. asking the real Joe Gibbs questions. The Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Hi, I believe this is the last interview that we have. Um, again, Alexis went out hitting the streets asking the real Joe Gibbs questions of Washington, D.C. Um, various questions like, would you perform an act of lesbianism in honor of Joe Gibbs or to meet him? Um, is there any, is there any well, celebrity that you would... Uh, Get gay for? I don't know if I would... I guess it... By drinking? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that, that's a tough question. I'll answer that when we come back. All right. Well, let's do this last one. Uh, again, it's the hideout asking the questions. What am I drinking? With our correspondent, Alexis. Uh, whatever you want, bro. Okay. Can I ask you some questions on tape to be broadcast on CBS Radio? Absolutely. Would you give up your firstborn for a Joe Gibbs Red Super Bowl? My firstborn, no, but uh, maybe two or three. Can't have more than one kid. When is Joe Gibbs going to cure cancer, before or after the first Super Bowl win? Oh, definitely uh, after the first one. But uh, Joe Gibbs, that's my man. Wish him all the success in the world. How long do you think it will take until Joe Gibbs finds the weapons of mass destruction? He already got it. He got uh, push your boy on the outside, Taylor Jacobs. You got to put him in the game. You got to get the ball to uh, Laverne Coles. And he got to get best to perform. He got three right there. That's what, nukes? He good to go. got to blow up. got to blow. Why is Joe Gibbs more powerful than Superman? I don't know. That's some tough shoes to see. I mean, come on. That's a man of steel now. But Joe Gibbs, I mean, hey, he could do it all. NASCAR, NFL. Come on. That's about the both worlds. And that's true. 
When you really think about it, did Superman dominate two different sports? <laughs> no. Who has? Bo Jackson and Joe Gibbs. Okay, who is most likely to win in a fight to the death, Joe Gibbs or Jesus? You can't beat Jesus, Joe. I'm sorry. I mean, he's always saying back once. So who has the better <laughs> offensive scheme? Nah, I had to go with Joe on that because uh, Jesus, he's more like laid back. He's the type of guy, if he was in the game, he'd probably let the game come to him. <laughs> now, now, let me... <laughs> Let me jump back to the Joe Gibbs and Bo Jackson thing. Uh-huh. What else do they have in common? Um, well, I don't know. The hips. All right, go back. <laughs> I didn't know that, really. Did Joe Gibbs really have hip surgery? No, but he's old enough to. Uh, <laughs> you're such a lying bastard. Yeah? You can't just put out disinformation like that. What are you, in the Bush administration? Yep. <laughs> he wouldn't want to force it. Yeah. Who sounds the toughest, El Jefe, J-Dubs, or Joe Gibbs? First, I want to shout out to Hefe. That's my man. Yeah. Red Lock, we got to stick together. And our uh, father, tough. I got to go with my man Hefe. You know, Jamaica's bomb o'clock. You know. Who do you fear more, El Hefe or God? I got to go with God now. El Hefe, you my man now, but uh, you kind of small. You know, Mexican can't grow past five eight, five nine. <laughs> Come on now. He's right. Okay, thank you for your participation. Thank you. I want y'all. Question Manor Southwest, Laval Yard 203. <laughs> right. I need you to shout out in at the end there. Yeah, the 203. I like that. That was great, man. I'm, I'm, not, I'm down with the 203. I'm down with the 203, too. I thought it was 202, though. Okay. 20243. Whatever he's done with, I'm done. Well, you guys got homies down there now. That's cool, man. Well, uh, what were your impressions overall going out and asking these questions? Well, first, surprised by the kids at my dorm and the, the lack of knowledge of stuff like this. And then uh, as soon as I got to Bowie, uh, the uh, sense of humor and the spirit of all the people down there was interesting. Yeah, especially it, that last. Guy. That's interesting. The spoon comes from Bowie, and I wouldn't think that'd be a real interesting. Well, spoon, spoon has like a lot of. He has lost spark. Yeah, you yeah. could see him giving a good interview like that too. Yeah, he's got good personality. I just like to dig on him a little yeah. bit. Well, outstanding job, Alexis. Uh, you've earned your hideout pass. I think you did a great job going out and asking the tough questions. You didn't ask. Who's used underwear are you more likely to use as a handkerchief than Jose Jadon Joe Gibbs? I have reasons. Every time, okay, so before I went out and asked these, I asked just some other people in my dorm and some friends. Every time, I got sort of a peculiar stare for that. and That's, you know, that's, that's why we do but it, though. peculiar stare doesn't translate on radio. It just translates as peculiar silence. You, know, you don't got anything there. Even that's funny, too. That's why we edit. <laughs> yeah. And that's part of the edit or the even leaving it in there like, hmm. Okay, you know, <laughs> we'll work with you a little bit more, but I think yeah, for your first right. time out, you did an outstanding job. Did what I could for you, man, you know? Now, can you stick around for one more segment? Of course I can. Okay, because there is something that I actually want to bring up. Okay. Um, a little tension that's been going on uh, with you and, you and Bateman. <laughs> so, Bateman, our producer. Um, if you can hang out for just a of couple course. of minutes. Hey, I will stay for anything that involves Tommy. Okay. And, you know... All right, all right. We'll just we're gonna take a break and we'll come back. Let me just say this, and I want you to stay in here, Tommy. I want you to stay in call screen, all right? Because Tommy is under the impression mm-hmm. that you are crazy. That's interesting. And actually, I get that vibe from him a <laughs> Now hold on, I'm just. I, I, I think I see a love connection going. I, <laughs> I, I just want to I just want to probe this a little bit because actually they've given me what they call quote unquote evidence. Of this craziness. I'm guaranteeing you it's probably forged. <laughs> so, hang out. And I'll, 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 I'll tell you this now. 
I'm on your side. Okay, good. His name is Tommy Bateman. We named him after a serial killer. There's a reason, all right? Yeah. So just know that you're not going to be ambushed. And we're keeping Bateman in the other room, and we're going to have him on the phone for this. Because I don't want you to fear for your safety. Hey, man, I'm cool. He can come in. I'm not afraid of him. No, we don't want him in. Yeah. <laughs> we moved him to the back. <laughs> Dubs, you you did that, by Why? the way. All right, we'll take our break. We're coming back. This is your idea. This is a good question. J-Dubs or uh, J-Gibbs versus Gandhi. Why didn't we think of that? Damn you, Bateman. That would have, maybe that would have been less offensive than the uh, the Jesus one. Well, whatever. Hang out. We're going to come back, and we're going to get to you and your whole Bateman issue. Uh, <laughs> taking a break. Coming back on the hideout. 106.7 WJFK. This is Joe Gibbs' favorite show. Hosted by a Mexican kid from Michigan on Saturday nights. The hideout. Tommy Bateman. I like to talk to girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Serial killer. You don't shut your f***ing mouth. I will kill you. Woman hater. It's an hour before the show, and he's running around the JFK compound with a goddamn Karate Kid uniform on. Tommy Bateman, here is psychosis only on LFA's hideouts. Or in his basement. Guilty? That's all I have to say is guilty. Uh, Bateman did it. You did it, dude. Um, welcome back into the hideout. 800-636-1067. 202-432-1067. Those of you just now joining us, yes, welcome back. Uh, new start time, 7 o'clock. 7 to 11 Saturday nights, expanded hideout. Four hours long for you uh, in 04. Uh, ever so appropriate. Maybe 05 means five nights a week. If we can only help. If we, Another year. Yeah, if it is 05, I'm not interested. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not signing their lease for this. Detroit. Here we come. Um, uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, welcome back into the show. I am El Hefe. That is J Dubs. Joining us in studio, the lady who um, has earned her hideout pass by going out and asking very stupid, silly Joe Gibbs questions of the Washington D.C. metropolitan area. Alexis, who has uh, become a friend of ours and uh, now is uh, a hideout correspondent. And um, we've known Alexis for a while. Um, we chat with her all the time via the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger. AOL for Broadband, our content partner, and also we use it to kind of chat with each other. I'm always chatting with Dubs uh, during the Ron and Fez show. Yep. Um, I chat with Tommy about the show. I'll chat with Matt Albert. Chat, I made a new friend in Alexis who I chat with a lot, too, about various things. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where everybody kind of exchanges instant message uh, screen names, and, you know, you get to know people. You chat, stuff like that. So anyway, uh, Bateman, as it turns out, has decided that he's now being stalked. Oh, this is just laughable. Bateman, our producer in the hideout, who you just heard the imaging for, um, one night I think we were up here maybe running Best of for the Ron and Fez show. Yeah. I was teaching Bateman about it, and I was chatting with Alexis on the IM. And he was like, who are you talking to? I don't even remember how it got started, but that's when the screen names... Male model. Yeah. Because Bateman has this whole thing where he likes to act like he's a male model. <laughs> For what? Bateman. It's not acting when you are practically a male model. <laughs> Bateman is back in the back. Um, 
he'll also be taking her phone calls during this segment, too. How is that possible? I don't know. You'll figure it out there because you're super producer. Good guy. Good. Nice thing from Don and Mike. Um, you're a great producer. Seriously? Great producer, but a very angry, angry young man. Why are you saying that? But sexy. <laughs> and now this is the thing. He says that you are stalking him. And in fact, I don't know if you know this, Alexis, mm -hmm. but it got to the point where Bateman blocked you on his instant messenger for I, about three or four days. I don't think so. You don't think he blocked he, you? I am me. What can I say? I mean, look, if you really want to know, he's in love with me, okay? If you really need to know how it is, he just is infatuated. Now, Bateman, no. Bateman when was the last time that you had a girlfriend? Uh, it's been a while. And so you have a young, beautiful woman like Alexis who is hitting on you via the instant messenger, who is talking to you via the instant messenger. Why would you go so far as to block her or even say she's stalking you? Actually, I blocked several people on my IM this week. Okay, but why her specifically? I've been trying to get a lot of stuff done, and she IMs me quite a bit sometimes. You bet. Saying what? Uh, just anything, like, and then, then she starts getting kind of, like, angry, like, and making, like, kind of passive-aggressive jokes about, like, being Matt Albert and stuff. Well, look, I can't help if you and Matt Albert are the cutest couple in radio. <laughs> I mean, that's just how it is. Hey, fat boy. Crap. <laughs> What's up, Matt Albert? All right, now, here's the thing. So, it turns out, and this is why this instant messenger can be, it's fun. I mean, yeah. Dubs, it is fun. It, it, it creates these type of things. But it is dangerous because things have been saved. But might I say, there is a lot of forging capabilities, believe me. I, I only have one copy of this, but I'm going to read it to you, okay, Dubs? Okay. I'm going to read what was written, uh, I guess, from Alexis to Matt Albert. Right, Matt Albert? Yep. All right, so here we go. This is Alexis. <laughs> it's a funny first line. So where's your boyfriend, Tommy? And I'd have to say, all right, I don't think that's too out of line. Uh, Matt Albert responds between breaths, I don't know, have you talked to him today? <laughs> Alexis says, don't lie, um, he's there, isn't he? And then, now, and then it says something where it says, Alexis says, nope, but I, that, that doesn't make sense. So to me, it already See? seems as if things uh -huh. have been forged. All right, there you go. Uh, look at that, look at that, if you look at it. No, no, no. She's saying, nope, as in, have you talked to him today? No, I'm saying I think there's some forgery going on, babe. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I don't do that. I don't lie. Does, does that seem to make any sense to you, Jay? No, I, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Exhibit A. We know how lazy he is. Do you think he's going to take time to edit that? <laughs> yes, for you, you're his boyfriend. Of course I think he would. There's the passive-aggressive stuff coming out. Big <laughs> stuff comes. Um, yeah, what is it? Why would you automatically assume that because Tommy and Matt giggle with each other all the time, LOL with each other all the time via the IM. Hold on. If you think this is true, that they are boyfriend and boyfriend, who's the top? I, that, in your mind, who's the top? Honestly, um, I just try to keep the visual out of my head, so I just really don't even try to go there most of the time. But you've been there, so <laughs> when you've been there, who was the top? Uh, maybe it's some sort of trading kind of thing. I don't, I'm I not don't really sure. I, I, I have to say, Tommy. I would do. No. No. <laughs> okay. So, um, are you talking to him now? Matt Albert says it was earlier. Oh, cool. Tommy has been really busy. He's been uh, doing the board op work stuff. That's what Matt Albert says. 
And he says, yeah, he told me yesterday or the day before or something, poor little Tommy. Um, I just couldn't tell how buff he was the last time I saw him. Now, this is Alexa. Edited. But he's your boyfriend. You would know. Now, that I did say. Okay. But then Matt Halbert goes, I barely talked to the guy. And that is a complete lie as well, J-Dubs. I don't know if you know this, but these dudes are on the instant message together constantly. You were working on this stupid show since you never do anything. Oh, the anger. It's okay, Matt. You can admit it. You guys are going out. In fact, I think you're engaged. That's Alexis. Then Alexis says, hey, shut it. You already have Tommy. Why must you rub it in? Um, so you think he'll ever grow some cajones and give me a call? Can we call Tommy Tappy? <laughs> no. Okay. Tommy, do you want to retort to any of this? Read that last line again. Do you think he'll ever grow some balls and give me a call? Okay, so if, if I'm in love with her, why am I not calling her? Because you're so intimidated by my radiant beauty no, no, that you're afraid to call me. You gave him your phone number. I think I did. So you're uh, semi-attracted to Tommy Bates. No, but no, I mean, I, I mean, give you guys all my phone number. I, I mean, you guys are cool guys. Let's be honest for a sec. Yeah. Let's... What? He is a male model. I mean, practically. No, then stick aside. <laughs> is Tommy a good-looking dude? See, first of all, let me say that I've seen Tommy like twice. So my basis for judgment is not great. All right, okay. Tommy, get in here. No, I'm not allowed in the studio. Come in here. Get in here. I want to. I'm not allowed in the studio. I want to. Get in here. You now you're changing the rules. Yes. Get in here. Uh, I hung up on him, so he has to come in here. Matt Albert, are you still there? Yeah. Can I say something? Yeah. Go ahead. I am practically a male plus size model. That is true. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about that. That is actually I think a fact. I might wait well. Hey, if you eventually see Tommy, tell him. Um, that uh, I know he will eventually break up with you talking to Matt Albert again for me. It's just a given. Now, I guess this is the part that really spooks Tommy up. Tommy, get in here. Come on, dude. I tell you guys, he's afraid. You puss. You don't really want me to come in, right? Yes, we do. <laughs> all right, well, I'm all the way upstairs, so I'll, I'll be a while. All right, well, here's this. Tommy, uh, this is talking about Tommy. Alexis is. And she says, and this is what really creeps Tommy out, all right, Alexis, just so you know. Yeah. She's talking to Matt Albert via the IM. You've got to spy for me sometime and ask Tommy about me. i got to know. Because he's psychotic. Now, wait, wait, you said that, though? I said that because I want to know what is up with Tommy. I want to know what he actually thinks. I think the rest of you guys are honest enough, normal enough, secure enough people that you will be able to give honest opinions. Whereas Tommy, you know, he hides his emotions and all that. He's running from his feelings. Tommy? I have no idea what she's talking about. See? Now, did you... Hold on. I feel like there's a lot of shtick going on here. I really want to get down to this because here's the thing. I got really pissed at Tommy. Yeah, because Tommy was talking a lot of trash about Alexis in the past week, and she's mean because she's she's become a correspondent for the Hideout. She's going out asking the Joe Gibbs questions, and all I could say is she's so psycho, she's so crazy. Now you're making she, stuff up. She keeps IMing me all the time. Oh, you didn't what say am, that. What am I gonna do? I mean, how crazy is she? She doesn't have all of our phone numbers. Blah blah blah. Does she? Does she? And so I was like, dude, stop it already. You're just finding something else to obsess on because that's your personality. You have to obsess on something. See, you're just making stuff up. And now you went so far as to block her on your IM. And then... Which, that is questionable. And then he sends this to me. Did Matt tell you that Alexis emailed me? And I said, no. And then, he, and then I asked, what did she say? 
And so here's what it is. Hey, Tommy, how are you? I hope I wasn't, uh, work hasn't been killing you too much. I've been good. My classes are boring for the most part, but everything's cool. Hefe has me doing a bit for the show, so I think I'm going to be there on Saturday, which you are here now. Hopefully I'll see you then. Anyway, I hadn't seen you online in a few days because he had blocked you. And I uh, know you're really busy, but I just wanted to say hi. And I'll talk to you later. First of all, it's because he was crying to me last time he was on the IM of how much work was so hard for him and everything was so difficult for him. Are we we difficult for him, Tommy? No, I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about the hours I'm working this weekend. Hey, man, there was nothing wrong with it. I just thought I would be nice and send an email, but apparently you were not mature enough to handle it. And I got that. And I got the proof right here. I got it right here, and I go, wow, that's cool. She sent you an, uh, an email. Yeah, nice. I sent Hefe emails before. I don't know the huge thing. And then so then he puts cool in italics. And I go, does it seem odd to you? And he says, yes. And I ask why. And he says, if I don't see someone online for two days, I don't email them asking where, uh, how they are or just to say hi. Except for if they've been crying to you about how hard their life has been. And I asked, what is this crying thing? And I asked, even if you thought the two of you were buddies. And he said, yes. And that's my thing. If I don't talk to anybody for a couple of days on that, I'll shoot them an email. Maybe they hadn't been able to get there just to make sure everything was going. Then he made this seem like you're stalking him. Like, See, like, let me just say, okay, look, who's the one that printed all the stuff out? Who's the one that made the huge deal out of this? Who's the one turning this into a production? And I'm the crazy one? Now, it's Matt Albert, and it's both of you. Matt Albert, you've been a quote-unquote innocent bystander. You're the one that's been copying and pasting and being the third party on all of this. What's your take? Thank you for that, too. <laughs> okay, good job, brother. Thanks. Well, I have a question, Hefe. In the email, too... Uh, you, does she ever offer, uh, back rubs or anything? No. How about bear hugs? Excellent point, Matt. Excellent point. And what's the point, Excellent though? Excellent point. Does she offer you guys bear hugs and back rubs? And back scrubs? Let me drunk. Huh? Uh, never mind. No, say it. Uh, she just wants Tommy. She wants Tommy. Hey, man, Matt, I'm really not trying to steal your boyfriend from you, seriously. And I think this is... And then she gets angry with that. And I think, no, she doesn't get angry with that. You get angry with that because you have such a problem. You're so homophobic. And just the fact that I know you love Matt Albert like a brother. I think you guys have this love there, but I think it's more of a brother type thing as opposed to a hot anal love type thing. I don't, I don't think it's that. I wish. <laughs> or oral. All right? But I just want to say that we're all going to be co-workers here, and we're all going to be together, and everybody needs to get along. Hey, man, I like both those guys. I think they're cool guys. I got no problems. It's a, it's a maturity level on their part. Now, you're 19 years old, aren't you? Exactly. Now, why are these two douches acting like they're 14-year-olds uh, still in high school? I never said I was mature. <laughs> Bateman can't fight him on that. You told me all week she was a crazy stalker psycho. I, you're playing it up. I want you. <laughs> what? You are playing it up, just trying to get me in trouble. I. Why would it? What do you? Do you honestly care what Alexis thinks about you? Yes. No. <laughs> Shut up, man. See, the truth is finally told. I want you right now. We've spent a whole segment on it. I want you to actually, you don't even have to say it face-to-face. You're on the phone, back in the back room. Just tell her you love her. <laughs> Either tell her, you, tell her you love her or that you never want to talk to her again on the IM. But say what you've been saying to me about her being a crazy psycho all week long. Or Otherwise, uh, or, uh, otherwise I never want to hear another word out of you again about her. Uh, 
like Alexis. I think she's cool. Um, I get irritated with some of the stuff she does on the IM. Like what? She'll just say things like, oh, but I guess I'm not hot enough for you guys to come in studio or something like that. And when I, did I say that? Oh, time. Now, you said something like that to me, am I hot enough for you, referring to Katie and stuff. Not saying in a joke situation. Now, is that like, is that like fishing for a compliment? Because you are a beautiful young lady. I mean, I think you know that. I think it's okay. Hey, man, I was, there was a situation with the picture and all that. I had to see how I stacked up, you know? Now, Dubs, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If you're a, a, a red-blooded, young, heterosexual young male... Okay. 25 or 19, like Matt Albert there. And you got a chick, beautiful, 19 years old, who's IMing you all the time, who wants to hang out with you, that kind of stuff. Whether or not she would want to have sex with him, wouldn't you try to spit some sort of game to her? Wouldn't you want her to IM you all the time? Wouldn't you say, hey, I'll come down to George Washington University and bang the hell out of you? <laughs> not, not only that, I would ask the mom to come along. Yeah, that's just me. That's just me. Her mom's here and she's hot. Tommy, are you holding back? Cause mom's is here. The the future uh the future Mrs. Bateman in law. Actually, the mom is kind of hot. <laughs> is that it? Is that all you got? You're a pussy. He's all week. All right. All right. You want to know the real reason? All week long. All right. Shut up. You want to know why? Yes. Okay. I hate you guys for this, but I've actually been dating someone for the past month and a half. Matt. What? Are you serious? Yes. How do you hide that from us? No, no, no. Seriously, you got a girlfriend. Yes. Remember last week when I was like, hey, let's hang out after the show? Yeah. And then after a while, it got to be too late, and I was like, I'm just going to go on home. You got a girlfriend? Yes. And why would you be so angry at Alexis? Because you have a girlfriend. I'm not angry. You make up a story There's about anger. This. There's anger there. How would you even be able to hold this from us? I mean, we've been hanging out with you all the Where time. Where we hang out? You're a sad sack, depressed douche. You're always down in the dumps and blah, blah, blah. you got a job here at JFK now. you got a girlfriend for a month and a half? Yes. Where'd you meet her? It's actually someone I knew from high school. How'd you guys hook up? Uh, actually, through a friend of mine. His band was playing, and she was actually at the show. Have you been banging her? Uh, you know, I don't like to talk about that stuff. But Have you been banging her? And pretending she's Matt Albert? <laughs> exactly. Very nice. Wow. Can you produce this girl? Because now that he's lying. Yeah. Can you produce this girl? Send at least a picture or something? Uh, actually, I don't have any pictures of her. No, how can... What is this, like a Fez Watley kind of thing where she's in Canada? <laughs> what do you mean, Fez Watley? He has a girlfriend. All right. All right. Well, there it is. That I mean, that explains a little bit why he's awkward, but why wouldn't you tell Alexis that you got a chick? Why wouldn't but, you tell us? I mean, the thing is, why would you go as far as calling her a psycho just so you don't have to deal with, you know, maybe her saying, hey, let's go hang out sometime? Why wouldn't you just be like... I'm not interested. I have a chick. And this is this is very passive aggressive. Yeah. This is very. I don't want to deal with uh, another hot chick coming on to me. Thank you. And the fact that I have another girlfriend, so I'm just going to label her a psycho and have Matt Albert get in on all this with me. No, no, no. It's not like I brought Matt into it. Matt, she, well, I am Matt, and they were cool. But then okay. even after a while, all she would talk about is like, I can't believe he has a girlfriend. Yeah. Let me just. What she look like? For a minute. Yeah. What she look like? What was that, Alexis? No, what, what, what does your chick look like? I don't want to talk about it. Why? Because I don't want. I didn't bring it up for a reason. Because I knew obviously you guys were going to bring it up on the air, which is something I didn't want. We got to bring the stink in studio. You're going to get him angry. <laughs> it's, it's anybody who's banging Tom. Did he hang up? Did you hang up? 
Uh, see. Uh oh. <laughs> He's pissed. <laughs> Matt. I have to like yeah. lock my doors. Did, did you know he had a girlfriend? No. <sighs> he wouldn't tell me. He doesn't tell me crap. Whatever. You guys are talking all the time. I have no idea what you're talking about. First, Bateman has a girlfriend. You're probably not even a virgin. I've been banging away for <laughs> an hour. By the way, I'm going to uh, Matt Alberts tomorrow. Are you really going over to his house? I'm going over to Matt Albert's house tomorrow. I'll, I'm going to talk about it probably around the 9 o'clock hour. Can you call back later on, Matt Albert? Meet the clumps. Yeah. <laughs> Meet the clumps. I want to find out what's on the menu. My mom's happy for a Cowboys fan to be coming. That's going to be so great. I'm going to ban your mom. <laughs> She's been waiting. I'm going to get the, I'm going to get the uh, back door stinky pinky. <laughs> well, give an oral. All right, dude. See ya. Later. Throw in the Boston Crab. Now I don't want to take a break. Yeah, I know. Because we've got to go back and deal with Tommy. We Can I just say, though, first of all, all this is assuming the premise that, like, I really like Tommy. I mean, I think he's funny, like him as a person, but I'm saying, you know. But you, if, if he said, hey, let's go hang out one night, you'd go. Well, yeah, the same way as if Hefe said Yeah, exactly. That, you know? but, but, you know, if, 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 say, that you guys went out, you wouldn't... You wouldn't, uh, I don't know if I would you, you bang Tommy no, right but, away or anything. No, but, but, but you, you would. would. You, you wouldn't say, all right, I'm just going out with this guy as a friend. You would say, okay, I'll see how cool he is and what what happens. Would you bang him? You know, it's, if, your, if you like your mom's here and it's real awkward asking you. Yeah, to pretend, just a little. I'm going to pretend like she's not here. <laughs> would you have sex with Tommy eventually later? <laughs> well, uh, we're going to ask your mom all the same questions. <laughs> Don't worry. Because chicks know. I mean, it's one of those things chicks know whenever they see some dude. They know whether or not he's got a shot to get in the pants. Hey, man, you know, like I, think I you said, did. only seen him like twice, so to call. Christ, I don't want to go see him now. She's going to be so pissed. I know he had, I'm pissed at him that he has a girlfriend. I mean, we're all supposed to know each other. Well, How has he been hiding a girlfriend for a month and a half? And I knew right when, you said, right when you said skank, he, he was going to be pissed. Okay, I don't want blame for Tommy being pissed because, no, you know... No, he's honestly, mad at me because I call this chick a skank. But I could be a little afraid of him, you know, I mean, after... I'll walk you out. The Bateman thing, you know. I'll walk you out because I, I fear for you, too. I mean, I seriously fear for... Dude, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'm and I do really like him. I think he's a really funny guy. I really like Matt Albert, too. You see how I'm stalling now because I don't want to take a commercial break? <laughs> Let's do the old school jam. All right. Oh, wait, he's coming back. Hey, time for a break. <laughs> What's wrong, dude? See, how come you couldn't tell us you had a girlfriend? Oh, he hung up again. Come on, man. Pussy. Shh, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> He's going to whoop our asses. <laughs> yeah. What was that last comment? Nothing. I just said we're going to go to break now. Old school jam, bro. <laughs> God, I threw for my life now. Seriously. <laughs> He's a chick. Why is he so angry if he's banging somebody? <laughs> I mean, I'm seriously. Not... I mean, that kind of anger that he has and he possesses is something you would expect from someone who has so much fluid pent up, built up within his uh, his sack. You know? <laughs> Tommy? Can we say it's time for a break? All right. Next topic, please. <laughs> Was he Cameron now? All right, we'll do this. It's the old school jam of the week. I was going to do this in honor of Alexis and Tommy so that they could get together. Maybe this is one of those things where it sparks the relationship. Yeah. I said it's time for a break. See? You see why I'm scared? Shy. If I ever fall in love. <laughs> El Jefe's old school jam of the week. 
to the hideout. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. We had a guest uh, slated for this break. We're going to have to push him back until 9 o'clock, though. Uh, have a bombshell. Yeah. And I don't know if I... Uh, I guess... It's just like, you know, if you have a friend you talk to, like if you were in school, talk to him all the time and everything, and, he, you know, he has a girlfriend never tells you about it. Uh, JFK El Jefe, uh, JFK El Jefe, E-L-J-E-F-E, as it is the hideout on 106.7 WJFK, I am El Jefe, that is J-Dubs. We just had Alexis in studio and uh, Tommy Bateman, our producer, who's been our producer for a long time, I mean, since like August or something, August or September, um, I've hung out with him a lot. Mm-hmm. It's he's constantly like IMing me, and we you know we chat all the time. In fact, I was up very late talking to him last night, and um, he just dropped the bombshell. Yeah, that he's got a chick now. For those of you that maybe are new to the show and don't know the persona of who Bateman is, um, he's very much. I mean, we named him Tommy Bateman because of the fact that he has. Why is we still talking about this topic? Because he's a serial killer woman hater. And have a seat for a second. I know you're a little... I haven't seen you this pissed off since a moral fan was here. Oh, I need to bring him up. So sit down for a second. I'm fine standing. And honestly, and this is for you, those of you, your buddies, like you were talking about, yeah. Dubs. You've got friends. You've been friends with somebody. Well, we've been friends with him, I don't know, a few months, four or five months, to the point where we've hung out with him a couple of times. And he's very, he's the kind of guy that's always upset. He's very sad sackish. And he talks about, you know, ex loves and, you know, dwells on ex loves and ex girlfriends. And he's, and it's almost to the point now where I kind of feel lied to because during the last segment, he brings up and drops during this bombshell that he has a girlfriend. Okay, next topic. Let's go. Because what? Wait, hold on. Why is this such an uncomfortable topic? Maybe, Obviously, I didn't want to bring it up. I mean, I, I want to know why, though. I want to know like the, the reason behind why. And you know, then we can move on. We can have some closure to it. Because it's not something you really wanted to, you know, be featured but, on the air. How, but, how, how, how long did you know we're in high school? I mean, was uh, it all through high school? Were you guys in the same grade? Two years. We aren't. We aren't releasing any information about the girl. I know, but it'll still be brought up somewhere, like Hefe's ex-wife. We gotta go there, huh? Well, I'm just using that as an example. We managed to talk about Dubs' chick, and, you know, there's certain certain things that Dubs says I can't bring up about my chick, and we don't bring up about her. Yeah, we have an understanding. You know, if if we really don't want something brought up, we bring it up to the person before we go on the air. Well, that's real good for you guys. Where you going, dude? Jesus. I don't understand why he's so pissed about it. No. We haven't released any information. We haven't... All, all that we've known so far is that this was an ex-girlfriend that he had. I don't even know if it was an ex-girl. Was it an ex-girlfriend? Someone that he knew in high school. Psycho. Remember what Cameron was asking me? Is this guy crazy? Is he crazy? Do you notice how we're kind of whispering on the air now? <laughs> Like like a, like that'll keep them from hearing. Them. Like you can't hear it. Maybe if we just talk real low, well, everybody on the, uh, in their cars can hear us. But Tommy can't. Man, Albert didn't even know about it. Yeah. I mean, would you be upset? I mean, this is like seriously. It's not to the point of me and you, but it's like hanging out with somebody for a very long time. It's like being buddies with Cameron mm-hmm. and Cameron saying, 
five months into our buddiness, oh, by the way, I've got a chick. Now, I've never brought her around. You know, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I bet this chick doesn't exist. I, I, I think for how mad he is, she exists. You don't, you, would, would you put it past Tommy to make this chick up? I, I don't think he's making it up. I, there, I have a gut feeling he's not making this up. That's just me, though. I don't know what to do now. We're, we planned. We slated this break for a guest. We pushed the guest back, and he ran out of here. Now we can't even talk about it, really. Now we can't even talk about it. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> you laughing over there. You look... What are you laughing at? I, I just don't... I... It's the Bateman Hotline. What up? Yeah, maybe uh, next time me and Dubs hang out, I'll introduce him to my girlfriend. Oh, wait, I never hung out with Dubs. That's right. Well, I don't hang out with anybody. All right, if you're going to call on the phone, you can't hang up all the time. At least let us talk to you for a second. Come on, don't hang up all the time. Now, is this seriously a sore issue with you because you don't because Dubs doesn't want to hang out with you? I don't hang out with anybody. You hang out with me? I mean, but barely. Seriously, I work a lot, and I go home during the weekend. I... I don't really hang out with a whole lot of people. You come over, what, twice a month, maybe? Yeah, maybe twice a month. And that's about as far as we hang out outside of the workplace. We'll go have lunch when we're at work, but we don't hang out a whole lot outside of the workplace because, you know, we just... You know, I know I think about it, too. I barely see your chick. Only the times that I come over to your place. Yeah, we don't go out a whole hell of a lot. And so I, now, looking back, if he's really been going out, what's this chick's name at the very least? Can you produce a name? Can we get a phone number so we can call her? Do you at least have her call in so we at least know that she's somewhat real? Have you ever kept a lie from any friends before, Doug? No. Anything no. of this magnitude? No, I, I'm pretty out in the open. Is this something that we should even be pissed off about? No, I'm not really pissed about it. I'm more, you know, just thrown, thrown for a loop yeah, a little bit. Yeah, thrown. I got to say, with and, him, you know, it kind of hurts me that he, uh, he seems that he's not my bud because he's never hung out outside of the workplace. You know, I, I consider Cameron my bud. I I go have lunch with him, but other than that, I haven't done anything with him. What about Wonder Boy? Would you consider him your buddy? Yeah, I mean, but we've never hung out other than doing anything but work. Yeah. You know, uh, who else? I mean, anybody around the place. I would consider them, you know, buddies, but I haven't hung out with them except for if it's like a, if, if I do hang out with them at a bar, it's because it's a station event. You know what we ought to do? We should do we should have some sort of station event. Like uh, you may have something coming up with the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Yeah, actually I'm gonna be at Dave and Buster's for the Super Bowl. Oh, we can talk about it? I don't know if I can say Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be at Dave and Buster's for the big game. For that big game. Okay. Yeah. All right, fair enough then. So that Sunday, that big game here in a yeah. couple weekends, you're gonna be at Dave and Buster's? Yeah. Maybe we should turn it into like a hideout special event kind of thing. Don't be like, yeah, we'll all get our chicks together or whatever. You know, I'll see if I can maybe get a... You know what would be awesome is if I brought Alexis to it. And so Alexis was my date. No, because if Tommy... No, no. You, you're just... You're, you're you don't poking wanna, now. You're poking. You don't want to put on a little show for everybody at Dave & Buster's? You're just going to poke at Tommy. You, you can see he's wounded a little bit. He's a little baby bird with a broken wing. Now what, and you're and you're flicking the wing. Since when are you the kind of guy to back off? I mean, Wonder Boy, you you did probably the worst thing that could ever be done to a dude, and you still keep kicking at him. Why are you backing off of Tommy? Because you fear Tommy? No, I don't fear Tommy. No. I just I you respect Tommy. I respect Tommy, yes. As opposed to who? 
Um, Wonder Boy? Not, not the name I was thinking of. <laughs> Ray? No. <laughs> Cameron? No. Does it, does it piss you off in the least that you see Wonder Boy running around with a hot new little girlfriend and all? No, I'm I'm pretty happy for the guy, you know. He got hooked up with uh with a chick by uh Our guy... buddy Mix Loco who yeah. brought us all the porno tapes. Yeah. Our, our good buddy Mix Loco. Yeah. Wouldn't that be horrible if that chick was some evil elaborate plan? Yeah, if there's another practical joke that Mix Loco and us came up with. Wouldn't that be like the seriously the worst thing ever? That'd be terrible. Hmm. Hmm. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. You got to think about it, though, man. Are we evil people? Because I, I, we piss everybody off. Because I look at Wonder Boy, I don't like seeing him happy. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Now that he's because he was, I like him better when he was a sad sack. How, how many people have we pissed off on the station? It has to be us. I'm, I'm, I'm. Now that Tommy's pissed too, you know, only person that doesn't get pissed at us, and every once in a while he will. Cameron. No, we did hurt Cameron's feelings. We've done it. Yeah, we we pissed everybody off at least once. We goof, we kind of goofed on him, kind of being a hanger on her. Which, yeah, which really was going too far. Yeah, and he. Was, I, uh, but we were in the moment. We weren't really conscious of what we were saying. How hurtful it was. We've pissed off Ron and Faz before. Yep. Um, we've spooned Fidel. We lost all those people in the hideout. Bunani's got pissed before. Wow, what if it is us? <laughs> You're listening to some sort of weird therapy on the hideout right now where it's like, because I do, I look at somebody that's happy, like Wonder Boy running around with his new chick, which, by the way, it's find it so ironic that Mix Loco, uh, that that's the kind of chick I've been screaming about I'd want to hook up with. And you hook her up with Wonder Boy as opposed to me? Well, he, I guess Mix Loco isn't that happy with us right now anyway. Did he turn on us, too? Yeah. Because of what happened with Wonder Boy? See, Mix Loco's pissed, too. Everybody. Everybody hates us. We still have Cheese Face, though. We had happy about that. We had Cheese Face. We got, you know, a couple other people in the hideout. Yeah. But, you know, that's been always the the, the standard of the relationship of, with our friends. Yeah. It's and that, That's why we it takes a special person to, you know, really hang out with us for a long period of time. Because after a while... People get pissed, you know, like, oh, these guys are cool, fun guys. They bust on me a little bit, but, you know, it's fun. We hang out. And then after a while, it's like, all right, you're being a dick. All right, you're even being a bigger dick. All right, I'm done. I'm out. I'm done with it. I, I cash in. I mean, we had that problem in Lansing. Yeah. We lost our, you know, Shafee had gotten pissed at us a few times. Yeah. For stuff like that. Our, yeah. I guess it is our, our problem. What do we do to correct that? 800-636-1067. Two zero two four three two one zero six seven. Long or Tom, maybe Tommy would like to tell us how we could fix it. Longtime listeners of the Hideout. I mean, there are some people who've been with us since day one. You've listened to all of the mean things that we've done before. I mean, what is what is it that we could do to not be so dickish? We could jump off a bridge. Are you, do you seriously mean that? Because if we went off and did our uh, ourselves to Spalding Grayway, you'd, yeah, you'd be upset. What did you say? Yeah, I'm bored. Now I'm ready to get rid of him. Because if you don't get the show, and that's the other thing, too, we don't take it very well. No. And when people start quipping back a little bit, you know. And we get angry. We get angry, buddy. We get pissed. Like, Wonder Boy, he really is like buddy. I consider him a buddy, but he's been a real dick 
the past week. Because of what happened. Because of you, you know, breaking out his window. I didn't break out any window. <laughs> what kind of joy do we get? <laughs> all, right, all right, maybe there's some real deep-seated issue that we have. It could be. But uh, he's been a dick. And now that he's being a dick, I'm, I'm like, dude, you know, you hated us before for a practical joke that was great for the show. Wait now. Wait till we really start being mean to you. Because you don't want to deal with the wrath. Because <laughs> we're mean when we're your buddy. But when we really don't like you... Actually, when, when I don't like you, I usually leave you alone. I'm like... Yeah, but we know there's something in our hearts that gets mean and stupid. Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. The worst thing you can do is become friends with Big Head, I think. <laughs> All right, man. That might, that might rip the a-hole back out of me. Um, let's see here. I got some people on the uh, the AOL for broadband, uh, instant messenger, people kicking in. Uh, we got Aloha saying, Bateman is effing nuts. Um, we also have here... People don't hate you guys. They just dislike you intensely. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I guess no one like, really lashes out at us that bad, but they just don't want to hang around with, it, with us anymore. And let's talk about it just for a second, Doug. Yeah. Do we really need friends? To be perfectly honest, have you ever been the kind of person that needs a lot of friends? No, no, I don't need friends. I've always had a very close small knit of a uh, group of people that I know that I can get along with and as long as I have those comrades with me, and I really consider my good buds, you, Chafee of the Skank Shift, WRAF Detroit, lefty-ear buddy we were talking about earlier, and I consider Bateman one. And, and Cameron as well. Cameron. He's become one. Cameron is now in that list. Chris, welcome to the hideout. Hey, man. Uh... I want to say, basically, I've been listening to you guys for a couple weekends now, and um, listen to all the shows on JFK, and I've never heard anyone that sounds like pretty much such a pussy. They, uh, he doesn't want to say anything about his life, and he wants to sit there and talk about everything else. Uh, you guys need to put the foot down on him. On my Bateman you're talking about? Oh, yeah. And that's, yeah, man. And that's the kind of show we do. It's... You know, it's reality radio for a sense. We put our lives out there. We've talked about me going through the separation. We talk about Dubs and his various things. And the fact that Tommy's going to hide something like that is a little disturbing to me. Well, it's not only disturbing. It actually sounds a little bit like uh, you guys have cornered him. And maybe uh, it's like, I don't know who said it earlier, but maybe it's a little bit of BS. That uh, you think? And Matt Albert might... Uh, have a little something to hide. Whoa. No, I'm not going to go that far. You tell, think... tell, tell him to get on the air and tell him to talk about his girl and all. I mean, he won't. He won't do it. He's he, he's angry with us and he won't come in. <laughs> we had to let you go. Yeah. yeah he... <laughs> but you did bring up an interesting point. Thou who doth protesteth too much, you know, maybe what if there is something seriously I... going on between Matt Albert and I don't, I, I don't think so. But here's the thing, Tommy and Matt Albert, we're going to say this now to you. If there is something going on, it's okay. We're very accepting in the hideout. We don't care about that kind of stuff. You're always going to be our bud, no matter of your, your race, your gender, your uh, sexual preference. The hideout is all-inclusive. And that kind of stuff does not, does not matter to us. All right? So just, just know that. 
it is, it's going to be all right, you know. If you do want to come out and say something, you know, you can always talk to us here. Yeah. We're understanding people. We're loving. We'll call you. I can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> Could you imagine if those two came out to us? Could you imagine? Cool. Do you think? Do you think anybody would ever tell us something serious no. and confident? No. I mean, seriously. No, it's, it's very difficult to come up to us and say anything because right when like they say something that they're really hurting, you can tell on me because you've known me for a long time. I get this kind of look in my face, and I I want to laugh. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to be respectful, and. People don't know me, think I'm just, you know, being normal, but you can tell. I get a look in my face. I well, let me give you two let me give you two examples. Okay. Okay. Remember when somebody broke into my house and was yeah. wearing my shirts? Yeah. And I called you. <laughs> yeah. And I was really scared for my life. Yeah. I, I called you and you laughed at me not once but two separate times over the phone when I was panicked. I, between honestly, the, between the calls to nine one one. Honestly, when you, you, when someone says you know they're rolling on the floor laughing, they're usually being a little exaggeratory. I was rolling everywhere. I was on the ground rolling, doing you know backflips, whatever I could do to stop myself from laughing so hard. And all right, so that's dubs. And I was really in a dire situation. I don't want to go through the whole thing again, but I was really really upset. And I called Dubs because I needed some sort of friendship, something that helped help me get through it. And he laughed at me, not once, but twice, in between the calls to 911. All right? Just so you know, that's the kind of person we're dealing with. Secondly, there was a show, and in fact, it was when Shaky was here. And I think we can bring it up now. Yeah. Um, where Dubs had a really bad thing happen where he lost, he lost a pet. Mm -hmm. he, lost the, he lost his first cat. I had to put it to sleep. Had to put it to sleep. And... I could tell Dubs was really broken up about it. Dubs isn't a very loving kind of person, but this is one of the first things that he really loved. And you could see your eyes were bloated, looked like you'd been crying all day. It was one of those situations. And immediately, Shafee and I, after we say, dude, that sucks, we run back into the, um, the production room mm -hmm. looking for a sound effect. Mm -hmm. Looking for the cat sound effect. Yeah. So that we could do a whole bit about your cat dying. Yeah. And <laughs> now that, that, that's that, but that that's another respect that we have for each other. I heard you guys do that. I'm like, you know what? I'm really I don't really feel comfortable with that right now. You know, let's let's skip that. And we did, yeah. And we did, yeah. But just know that's the kind of show and the kind of people that you're hanging out with on Saturday night. If you can't handle it, you know, then just sit back and listen to the show. As opposed to getting involved. And poor Alexis. I mean, you know, she went out and did a whole bit for the for the radio, and then we we kind of ambushed her a little bit with the. Uh... And she she really put herself out there for Tommy. I think. Mm -hmm. You know, she kind of she kind of showed a little liking to him, and she kind of got. I, I would say a little bit crushed today. I don't know if she is or isn't, but a little I, bit. It was like he kicked her in the teeth. Yeah. He said, "Come here, whore," tripped her, and just kicked her in the teeth. That's what Bateman did to her, one of our hideout friends. And that's why we can't keep any friends in the hideout. No. All right. You want to take a quick commercial break? Do I have any? I think you got some back there. Hold on one second. Ba Bateman, did you? Oh, maybe they're over there. Maybe they're behind you. 800-636-1067. 202-432-1067. Um, 
And so that's kind of the situation. Still a lot going on for you. In fact, let me kind of preview some of the stuff that we have coming up. I honestly believe that I have come up with a fail-safe way, a, uh, an outstanding way to get you involved in politics. Um, believe it or not, there was actually a primary in Washington, D.C. this past week. Uh, very, very few of you noticed. And the caucuses are on Monday in Iowa. I think I've got a way to interest people, the same people that kind of like the Daily Show and Saturday Night Live and stuff like that. I think I've got a way to get you involved in politics. Also, too, I don't know if anybody knows this or realized it. Maybe some of our buddies did. But there are no more phenoms. Um, there's no more phenom show. Yeah, there's no more of them. The phenoms have moved on, and we're going to talk about it around 10:30. Yeah, because the new show on after us is going to come in and hang out for a segment. And that's the Stacy show. The, hey, they've uh, been around for a little bit. They've been but, on. You know, the, the, they're getting kind of the bump up that we got. Exactly. So we'll we'll hang out with the Stacy show at 10:30. We'll do this um, this presidential you know uh, candidate thing that I've got for you. And coming up next, we've got a very special guest coming back into the hideout. They came in before once. We'd like to welcome them back because they got something that they want to plug. So we'll do that as well. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. You okay over there? Yeah, I'm fine. Do you feel like we've maybe crossed any lines? No, I, I actually think, you know, we explained yourself very well. And hopefully Tommy understands where we're coming from. It's the hideout on JFK. Hideout. I don't. Featuring LFA J Dubs Business Screen. LFA Hideout Business Screen. Number one. one, one. What? In gas stations, trailer parks, and gangbangs. Because quite frankly, that is our demographic. LFA Welcome back to the hideout, 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. I am El Jefe, that is J-Dubs. A little thrown off now. A little thrown off, but you know what? We're going to regroup. Um, two more hours still left on the show, going strong until 11 o'clock when the Stacy show yep. pops in. In fact, they're going to come hang out with us around 10.30. Very good. So we'll keep the, uh, we could do a little cross-promotion, see how they're doing. Um, I talked to Brett. Oliverio from the Phenoms. I want to share that with you and how that went. We got some other stuff going on with you as well. And uh, expanding to four hours. So I'm trying to get a little energy boost. And uh, they just have these lying around the station. I got a whole case of them. These, um, what are they? I think they're made by Budweiser. I think it's like 180. Yeah, it's an uh, energy drink. You know, those energy drinks and stuff. So I've actually had them during the week. Tastes great. I'm, I'm starting to hit the wall again. I need one of them. Are you? Yeah. Um, the thing about those, you know, you drink the Red Bulls and all those other kinds, and you can taste, like, the kind of energy drinky type taste mm -hmm. when you drink them. But those, they taste like orange pop. Yeah, like or orange soda. Orange Sorry. soda, orange crush. That's one of the things we're trying to break you of, you and your whole orange pop. Orange poppiness. Um, 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Um, I'd like Bateman to maybe start participating in the show again. Enough of the pouting. We do only have two hours left in the week. Yeah. So maybe if you'd like to come in and uh, hang out or something a little bit. We've got a very special guest uh, to come in studio. This person hung out with us one time before. And that was a great time. Yeah. So much fun, in fact, that it really happens. Rarely do we get repeat guests 
because um, usually, A, they don't want to come back on the show. Or because we don't want to come back. <laughs> because of all the, li- the reasons we had listed earlier. Or, yes, um, you know, we're, we're not interested anymore. We used you up, and, you know, we're gone. But this is such a big star. To have them join us back in the hideout again is something that I'm really uh, taking pleasure to. So if we could have uh, this person step into the studio, Bateman, if you could bring him in. I think he was here last time, Freddy. F.A. looks like the dream came true, bro. No stone, no Fidel. <laughs> you nappy headed bastard. I knew one of those days you'd get rid of getting rid of spoon, making a little room for safety, huh? That's <laughs> pretty smart of you. Josh, how you doing? Long time no see. Not bad, Freddy. How are you? I'm not bad. I'm here pimping the, uh, the product. Here for everybody to say, go get Freddy versus Jason. Oh, I thought you were talking about 180. Uh, no, not 180. Although, hold on, let me take a sip. It's cool to hide out nice stuff to give guests. 180. Oh, it tastes good. I'd like to go get Freddy versus Jason. Ultimate ending. Ultimate beginning. I think you'll be really surprised by all the stuff that you'll find on the DVD. See, me and Hefe went and saw the uh, Freddy vs. Jason the first day it came out. I remember that. I saw you guys sitting there holding hands, coming with each other, like you were Bateman and Matt Albert. It was a, it was a good movie though. I, I, I I'm really excited to see the uh, new beginning, new ending to it. I think you'll like. I think you'll like the DVD. DVDs are always uh, good to go. However, I heard to maybe gossip guys, but the last time I was in, we did a little gossiping, and I'm here to do a little more gossiping. Last time we were around, we talked about Miguel and his man breed nightmares. We talked about Spoon and his nightmares. Going to give you some dirt about some people going around locally in the area. Right on. So we aren't going to just do show people. We're actually going to get some people that aren't affiliated with the show. Well, I don't know if you know this, but I have actually seen the dreams of everybody. I have Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street. I can see him two Bateman's dreams, which, by the way, I, uh, I got an interesting one to uh, share with you in a second. Kind of ties into everything we've been talking about so far. Of course, you guys have. <laughs> but let's start with, I guess, what was the big topic on the hideout uh, around 7.30. And that was uh, Joe Gibbs, I don't know if you knew this, but Daniel Snyder and Jerry Jones have the same dream. For one, it's a nightmare, for the other, it's a dream. And that's a Joe Gibbs heart attack. <laughs> How about them cowboys? I don't know. It's so funny that El Jefe and Freddie are cowboy fans. I don't know if you know this, but Snyder doesn't own the skins, the cowboys do. <laughs> well, very good, Freddie. I mean, it's great that you're a Cowboys fan. You're ready to cowboy up. But let's get some uh, other dreams out of the way that aren't as uh, Cowboys biased. Well, Lionel Richie, he had a nightmare. He had this nightmare where he goes inside and decides to do something really great and adopt a young kid, uh, someone that he feels he can give a nice home to. Lionel Richie. Um, yes, this Lionel Richie cat. And so what he ends up doing is he goes and he adopts this girl who ends up turning into a fat chick and all the hot girls hang out with. Oops, I'm sorry, I guess that was real. Would you take that one for the team? Actually, I would, Freddie, and you can't say you wouldn't. And, Freddie, you're burnt. Are you functional? 
Yeah, I'm fully functional. In fact, it's a big for her pleasure, if you know what I mean. A lot of little crevices here and there. And uh, you look at, you look at that, uh, that Nicole Richie. Yeah. She's one of those. It's like that Christina chick. That Christina Aguilera, you look at her. A little you know, dirty. A little dirty. It's always uh, juicy, you know. That kind of thing. Always going in the panties. Speaking of panties, how about that Wonder Boy? That wasn't a nightmare, you pussy. That was real. You were made to look like an ass in front of everybody. I just wanted to, uh... Now, you, now, you've gone through very few nightmares and actual real things. Can we uh, move on to something you uh, would have access to by not listening to the radio or I'm watching sorry. TV? I'm sorry. I'm just a really big fan. I just wanted to get out there, you know, with the initial joke show stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> how about that? How about that Wonder Bottom Water Boy? Okay. I know you've had a couple nightmares here and there since the last time I spoke with you. Yeah, it's been a rough time. And uh, you and Wonder Boy kind of have this strained relationship now to be the pussy. And I, I think it has something to do with the fact your nightmares, and tell me if this is true or not, where you get fired and end up having to go to Fallonville, Michigan, and cleaning up all the cat crap that is all over your mother's house. You want to talk about living the simple life? How about the dumpsters in Fallonville, Michigan? Those are a few there. Now, Freddie, if I went back to Fallerville, Michigan, I wouldn't... Yeah, go back to Fallerville. What are you pointing at, Freddie? I need my music. Freddie needs his music. Oh, okay. <laughs> but if you went back to Fallerville, Michigan, what, do you think it'd be such a horrible thing? No, I'm... Backtrack everywhere? <laughs> I mean, it is one of my nightmares, but I've lived through it once. Your poor mother. Yeah, she's a whore, isn't she? I've seen nightmares too. Mullet Joe, you wobbly age together. Again, again, why are you bringing up stuff that you is obviously real? Why don't you get break the break the mold and go into some nightmares here? I'm sorry, I didn't realize that there was such a fishy, such an issue. Yeah, well, incest usually is. This Ben Affleck guy, he's all over the news. Him and J-Lo, they're the next big thing. He has nightmares for the U.S. currency. It switches. People are now paid on the amount of talent and skills they have. They're almost fast. You suck, too, you pussy. Oh, wait, are we talking about Wonder Boy or Ben Affleck? I'm sorry, I'm confused here. And speaking of my whole character thing, this poor Robert England, England, whatever that ass wife is, he had a nightmare the Freddy character was a done away with. And now he has to wait in line with his, his unemployment check right there next to Matt Albert. Now, now, how does Matt Albert get an unemployment check when he's never worked a day in his life? I don't know. It's something story with the system. It's something about the Bush administration. Who drives him there? Matt Albert. Do you know what his nightmare is? Fat bastards. Discontinued m and <laughs> and when you're finally able to create the M&M's again, uh, you have to have gotten laid at some point to be able to eat M&M's. Now, the, the thing is, I would think his nightmare would be the M&M's actually do come to life and crawl out of his stomach after he's eaten a, about a, a jumbo-sized bag. What, you have a special power, too, like I do? What you're saying to me? I'm, I'm saying that he uh, he looks like he looks like a... Uh, <laughs> And and M M has been stuck down too long. Alright. That's a pretty good one. I don't know if that's feasible or not. I'm sweating doesn't usually work like that. It's a little round. 
Speaking of people that are in the show, where the hell is that Sonati? He was here last time. Did you get rid of him? I think he got rid of himself. I've seen him. Him and his nocturnal emissions. He's waking up. Sticky, sticky, uh, bench sheets. Where he's him and that 14-year-old phenom from DC United, Freddie, uh, a Jew or a Brewer or whatever his name is. They're playing assholes with each other. That guy's so into soccer. That's creepy. You tell me he had dreams like that? I'm telling you, I saw him. So you're saying Punani was dreaming about banging a 14-year-old, uh, I didn't, I didn't say that. I said playing asshole. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I would say banging, but hey. Remember, Freddy vs. Jason out on DVD. Go pick it up at your local Hollywood video. I'm not a big fan of Rob Blockbuster here tonight. Anything else, you guys, or anyone else in particular that you'd like to know about? I know about everybody. I see everybody's great. This chat too? He had a nightmare. He had a nightmare that he could no longer copy the junkies anymore, and he had absolutely no material. That would be hell for Chad Dukes not to be able to copy the junkies anymore. I'll tell you that much. What are the junkies going to stop doing the junkies? It's all already donkey, douche, silly, whatever. Get some new lingo. Steven Steele something. Something different, please. Sleep on it. I'm fine with that. Ask why. So uh, you, you've gotten through a lot of people, but you've uh, really missed one of the big ones. Oh, Michael Jackson. Oh, I didn't really want to bring it up. All right, well, Michael Jackson, I don't know if you've seen this, but he's having a nightmare. There are no longer any young boys to molest. They're all up in Cameron's office. What the hell is with all the candy in the office, kid Tyson? Sadly, I was telling Matt Albert, since he's apparently my boyfriend, a-holes, that he has all this candy in his office, and he asked if there were any M&Ms up there. I told him I didn't think so, though. Freddy, hanging out in the hideout with my boys. Jay, the kid that Matt Albert has with Pepe, though. Like a poop. He's never here. He's always talking to He's never here when you're around. It's kind of weird, Clark Kent. Okay, but yeah, I don't think we're flowing a lot of people. So let's keep on going. Let's go along. This right-wing strategist, Paul Rowe, he has this. I don't know if you guys know about what's going on. I don't know. I don't know. Planning to be a Republican. I'm a demon, and it's natural for me to be a Republican. I've seen Paul Rowe's nightmares that involve him going to the Heritage Foundation in downtown D.C., going into a media room, sitting down for a nice clown punching session. And there he is there for all the push plans on the latest version of Girls Gone Wild. You told me that's a nightmare. That's, a, that's pretty dreamy, if you ask me. And by the way, why are they getting away with everything? Everybody calls Chelsea ugly and nasty. She's everywhere. Where's Twins and I'll stop free? And I'd like to say, Freddy Krueger, as a demon and a Republican, I'm upset with the current administration. You let all the Mexicans now become legalized immigration? I can do what that thing to do. You're wasting all the money on going to slave me? Now, yeah, I'm, I am kind of pissed off about the whole uh, illegal immigrant thing, because 
it's common knowledge that Hefe stole my job a few times. So, I mean, if, if it wasn't for people like Bush, I would be uh, the lead role. It's a head honcho. It's, it's obvious because he's uh, way more talented than you are. I got one more final mic there, if you would. And then I'd like seem kind of biased there. Uh. <laughs> and then I'd like to take off. Okay. Bateman seems to have been a lot of the uh, discussion has been about him and this. He seems to have stolen all the thunder in the hideout tonight. This revelation about him and his so-called girlfriend. I couldn't feel the truth to you now if you really wanted me to. I've seen the dreams, but I'll just let him do what he needs. Bateman, though, Bateman has one of these dreams where he wakes up. Kidding himself in the junk after a nocturnal mission concerning a Robin Gage with a Lexus in a moral plan. How about that, sexy boy? You're not into that? I'll be the fag. Call me the virgin. I don't remember that. I'll be the fag. Call me the virgin. Oh. You wind up slapping high five with a moral fan as you're double teaming a Lexus. You don't have dreams about that. I'll be the fag. Call me the virgin. That's all I got. Boys, boys, make sure you take it off. Freddy vs. Chase, DVD, extended highlights. It's been such a pleasure to hang back in the hideout windows. I'd like to do something if you don't mind. Go ahead, Freddy. I'd, uh, it's always been a dream of mine uh, to be a DJ. Okay. And I'd, I'd really like to talk up a record if I could. Now, uh, what would you like to talk up? Well, I think it's only appropriate. We will no longer be oppressed. L F A by the police state mentality. One hundred six point seven. Actually, I think that's what Tommy and. Uh, Alexis and the Wild Men were doing? No, Tommy and uh, Matt Elbert, favorite thing, cake and sodomy.
things that you've helped make worse in this country, and I don't think you should be so proud of yourself. You should be hanging, you scum! What you do is sick and depraved, you should be scum! Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? LFA's hideout on 106.7 WJFA. Alright, welcome back to the hideout, 800-636-1067, 206-726-1067, I am El Hefe, this is J-Dubs. What's going on? J-F-K, El Hefe, E-L, J-E-F-E. There it is, the, um, the hideout remix of Cake and Sodomy. I'm so excited, too, because I bought the Marilyn Manson DVD, the Gun, Gods, and Government DVD. Yeah, the newer one. It's awesome. Yeah, have you watched the whole thing? Uh, for the most part. I mean, I still gotta check. And that, my buddy Dr. Ron sent me something, too. That was uh, like an audio documentary or something of Marilyn Manson. I'm just so stoked about all that. You know, obviously we dig the dude a lot because, you know, we do mandatory Manson. And so um, in 04, that was kind of my resolution that we're going to do a lot more, uh, like maybe start getting into live stuff, this stuff off of Portrait from American Family. You know, it would be cool, too. Um, I don't have access to it. You know, I've got what I got. Yeah. But I'd always, if you ever have any other Manson CD. Maybe, maybe stuff that we don't have access to. Bootlegs, things like that. I mean, that'd be sweet if we get somebody to uh, hook us over something like that. Uh, I used to, I can't, I don't know if I can find it again. I used to have a, a CD of him doing uh, Like a Virgin. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude, what are you holding out for, man? I don't, I don't know where it's at. i got to find it. Holding out on the hideout. Uh, Joe, welcome into the hideout. Yeah, Freddie sure did sound a lot like Santa Claus when you had him stop by. That is true. It's so odd how that works. Where was El Jefe during um, Freddie being in studio? Uh, I had to go poop. It's one of those things where I had to go poop. You and can't do that on the air? <laughs> Actually, we should try that. I'm sure it's against some sort of uh, possibility. It's so funny how we have so many toys and we only had to know how to do one thing on the yeah. toy. Yeah, we... <laughs> God, I have one one uh one effect is everybody's voice. Let's see, that's uh Dubs Almighty, that's Santa, that's Freddy. Um yeah, so there it is. Thank you for pulling back the curtain, Joe. Uh, 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. I just love acting, man. I really that's what we were talking about earlier about me, you know, trying hard, where being the fat dude at the gym wearing the yeah. under armor. And I really need that motivation because I really want to to leave radio. I, I started in acting. I really want to do some sort of act. I'm even thinking like community theater or something. I wouldn't even be willing to do that if I didn't have to work nights. Great actor. I mean, I'd be able to tell it all the time. But I'm not too bad of an actor. Yeah, I've never actually seen you actually uh, stage perform. I'd like to see that sometime. Yeah, it's not bad, man. You know what? Grow your beard all the way out. I guarantee you'd have a good chance of, you'd have to lose weight as well, but um, a, a good chance of uh, maybe a Charles Manson character. That would be sweet. Something like Charles Manson, you kidding? Being able to get in the made-for-TV movie, I don't know, what is it, 20, 30 years later, playing a Charles Actually, Manson? Actually, they, uh, they just got that in casting one they're going to show on, uh, I think it's ABC. Have you, uh, have you, you've never been bitten by the acting bug no, or anything I'm, at all? I, all the people that acted at my school were dorks. You know, so I, you, you were never the type of person that would want to jump into that. You know, especially me, who uh, who got ridiculed all the way through like the younger grades, and I finally got my uh, my cool swagger in high school. And why would I want to, you know, jeopardize all that for a little acting in uh, Brigadoon? I don't, I don't want to do it. 
Um, you've never wanted to be in television or anything, though? No, I don't want people seeing me. Would you do a reality show? Yeah, I'd definitely do a reality show. Seriously? Yeah, definitely do a reality show. What, what, if you could be on any reality show, which one would you want to be on most? Um, one that you don't have to do a whole lot of challenges on because I could see me being real bad at that. So, like, like, uh... Real world type thing or something like that where you just have to live in the house and build a bunch of a holes. Dude, you would be awesome on the real world. You, you know what? Oh, Seriously, I, you know, and you're still young enough too. You're single. I got one more year. Because what you have to be, you can't be over 25, right? Yeah. Let's get you in on the next real world. I mean, let's make that a project. That I know you got a chick and she wouldn't like you being gone, but dude, I, I, I actually, me and my girlfriend were talking about that. I'm like. You only got one more year of eligibility left. You might as well send a tape in. I told my girlfriend. She's like, you really let me do that? I'm like, yeah, why not? Do you want to do that on the air? Like, maybe make your tape for the real world and send it to MTV? Because remember, this is Infinity Broadcasting. We're owned by CBS Viacom, which also owns MTV. I'm sure we could get this to the right people. And could you I mean, I don't know what I'd do without you for five months on the show, but for you to be on the real world? You know what would be funny? I'm too old for the real world. That's what's sad. You know what would be funny? I would uh, I'd be the guy in the house just riding that fence the whole time. Everybody's friend, but talking ass about other people, too. And that no one would know how much how much crap I'd be talking until they watched the, the finished product. Maybe see me in the, in, the, in the whatever room. Just going, that son of a bitch. He's such a pussy. <laughs> After already. You know you want to. You would be, I don't know if you'd be punk. As bad as Puck. No, I wouldn't be. I, I, I think I'd be a totally different character you've never seen on that show before. I would be obscene sometimes, but everybody would love me. It's, it's like you. It's the way you are in real life. I mean, yeah. that's what it is. I mean, for the most, you bust out some dude's window. By the way, I think Freddie took it way too far. Yeah. Freddie was a real dick talking about Yeah, there, there's, no, there's no reason for that. That was uncalled for. Um, I actually gave him the cut sign. Yeah, um, I, I'm glad you did. Uh, it's unfortunate that I wasn't in the studio to really lay into him for uh, doing something like that. But I think that you would, I think you'd be really good. I, it saddens me because I really, I didn't get into the real world. I'm always late on these bandwagons, but I didn't get into it till this last season in Paris. Have you watched the new season? Yeah. Oh. Now, I watched the first episode, and then I recorded um, the, 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 the the last two episodes. Yeah. And don't tell me what happens because I got them on Do tape. It. They're waiting. Oh, you, have, you haven't watched the second episode yet? No. I've, oh, jeez. I've, I've recorded them this morning. Get on that. Okay. Get on that right away. I'm before the Mavs game. Throw that on for a half hour. Really? Yeah, at least the first ep the, the second episode. I'm tired. I'm into it, dude. I'm excited about jeez. it. You got me stoked about this. But this is something I think we ought to do, man. I think you ought to go and get into this whole real world thing. If yeah. nothing else, man, I really think you'd be a... You'd just be great on that show. And I think no, they'd take you. But the thing is, you'd be the goofy, like, backwoods, you know, douche that they always have. And I guarantee one thing. I'd be the first guy that won't go into the hot tub without a shirt. <laughs> Sorry about the real world. I'm not doing it. Um, shirt off. No. No, I'm not interested. Now, here's this. I like to leave a little mystery, all right? You're with your chick now. Let's say you're on one of these reality shows, real world, something like that. Um, you're still with your chick now, mm -hmm. but they had just some hot-ass chick. I mean, I think I have four or three of them or whatever the case is. Would you ever be, you think you'd ever get to the point where you try to bang? No. No, definitely not. It, 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 it's so ridiculous on this show, too, because no matter what, all right, these guys always leave their chicks. And no matter what, 
they bang this chick, and then they always have this big fight the rest of the time they're there. It just ruins the whole time. I would, um, I would make fun of the chick. I would go that far, but I wouldn't wag anything at her. Now I wish I'd seen these last two episodes of the world. I'm so excited. I love how in the first episode, uh, the dude, the first episode, and the dude already breaks up with his girlfriend. Yeah. First episode. I love how the first night together. They've been, they, him and his girlfriend have been together for five years. And he's there for what? One night, two one, nights, or at least the way night. the editing's done? Yeah. One <laughs> night, and he's like, you know what? I think it's time we just put a little time apart. And it's so funny because he explains it like, you know, this is a good time for us to see if this is really love what we have together. You know, a little time apart. And this, we'll be able to see, you know, if this is the person I really love. And he's only saying that so he can justify banging another girl. And it was like cause the night before he's making out with the uh, semi-hot goth alternative chick with cystic fibrosis. That, that is hot. <laughs> a terminally ill goth chick. <laughs> as long as it's not AIDS, I'm into it. Oh, yummy. Hey, why not? You always bag it. Hell, yeah. you just be careful. <laughs> um, it, it, but like I said, it's just sad because I can't. You know, I'm too old now for the real world, so I want to live vicariously through you. Um, but uh, a real world, uh, real world type show that I always want to do a reality show. I want, I want to do something called like the producers or something, where people just follow around like Bateman all day. And, like, what was going on back there, I'm sure it would be priceless on a camera. Well, I want to do the hideout home video. I want to do something like that where you record everything that goes on during the week. You get the best 22 minutes out. And I'm not talking about from the show specifically on the air. I'm talking about everything that goes on behind the scenes, the backstabbings, the the, the anger, and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. I would never want it to uh, revolve around the actual host. I want to revolve around Tommy or, you know, some other producer, something like that. I think that'd be a hilarious show because producers usually talk a little bit of smack and would never say it, you know, out in front. And it'd just be funny to hear what, what the beef is a lot of the times. Well, you know what would have been classic, too, is if we had a tape recorder the whole time during the whole uh, Wonder Boy glass-breaking thing. Yeah. I mean, that's serious. That... Just to be able to see it. I mean, it sounded great enough as it is, but to be able to see something like that, I mean, that's 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 great television. Yeah, and uh, only a handful of people, like a few Hooters girls and a couple of listeners came down to see that, and they they got taken for a ride. <laughs> now, i tell you one reality show I'm not interested in. Yeah. Um, it's Ted Nugent. Oh, God. I know I know it's made a little... Ted Nugent and I kind of have a little bit of a history. When we were in mid-Michigan, yeah, um, he made some comments about Latinos. I went on the air at the radio station that we were at, uh, Q106, um, Q106FM.com, if you want to go look at all the old people used, we used to work with. And uh, I went on the air bad-mouthing him. Yeah. And, uh, then, then I almost got fired because I went on the air And this is, this is what, like one month into when you worked there? Yeah, yeah. And you got, uh, you bad-mouthed him. Did you know that he lived... Like about thirty miles from the station we worked at. Yeah, he used to visit the station all the time. I mean, did you did you know that yeah, when you said it? I did. That was part of the reason why I said it because I was hoping in some way that he'd be listening to me at the time, and so that he'd get it through his head that it's not cool to talk smack about Latinos and blacks. So that was the whole reason I did that. But I can't tell you how happy I am 
that this son of a bitch, and I don't know if anybody heard about this, he slashed his own leg with a chainsaw. He's filming his reality show on his property outside of Waco, Texas. Now, they, they did the first reality show in Jackson at his estate in Michigan. Yeah. I think it was called, like, Surviving Ted or something. Yeah, Surviving the Nudes or something. Yeah, something like that. And so now they're doing the second one. They're filming it. He has a property outside of Waco. And by the way, how appropriate is that? You know, because that seriously is where the psychos congregate in Texas. I think every state has a place like that where all the crazies go to one place. And he's going to fight those in Jackson and Michigan because that's the same exact thing in Michigan. Jackson is the place where the big state penitentiary is, where all the crazies are. It's really, really a weird place. And anybody who's familiar with what happened with the Branch Davidians, even when you look and see what happened with the Baylor basketball team in Waco. In fact, I remember the story about the Waco baseball team doing something where they go around and uh, skin cats. And they were, like, going around skinning and killing cats. And this is a college baseball team, a D1 baseball team running around skinning cats and skinning. It's horrible. Yeah. So, but it's only appropriate that Ted Nugent has his property down there. But my whole thing, and this is just this weird wish that I had, because the chainsaw, the chainsaw ended up cutting into to his leg. That's so funny, because isn't that Jackal's uh, thing? Yeah, Jesse James Dupree is the wielder of the, the chainsaw, not Ted Nugent. He's going to be pissed that he's yeah. stealing his bit. I'm a lumberjack, baby! And, and so I just, I really have this loathing for Ted Nugent. Uh, more than anybody else, I think, in the rock profession. And I really wish that this had been uh, him cutting his tongue out. Like it was some... I don't want him to die, because I don't know if you ever want to wish death upon someone. And maybe it's a little awkward wishing for someone to have their tongue cut out with a chainsaw. Like, he accidentally cut himself in the leg with a chainsaw. Is it too far-fetched to say it's a damn shame that that chainsaw didn't get him in the tongue? That would be a hell of a shot, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't even know if you could do that, could you? I, how far do you pull your tongue out? Could you imagine that? Right, let's, let's say, like, all right, let's say we were in the backwoods somewhere. Yeah. We got kidnapped. It's one of those kind of things. They, like, sit your head down on a table. Like, you know, uh, the uh, Faces of Death, they, yeah. got the, they got the little monkey. Yeah, when they <laughs> cut his head open? No, yeah, when they, but when they hit him with, with, the the, chisel. with the little chisel first. Oh, yeah. But let's say you're setting one of those things. Okay. And they pull your tongue out. And, it's like, uh, yeah. and then they start the chainsaw. Oh, how scared would you be? <laughs> I'd be freaking. In fact, I was watching Reservoir Dogs today. And it was one of those things where he gets the policeman, yeah. and he's going to start torturing them, and he's just like pointing a gun at him. But the policeman's like moving his head everywhere, just so he, you know, so he won't get shot. But it's one of those things where if they've got you, and they probably have some sort of a contraption where it's, I don't know, like a, a vice or something. Yeah, like a clockwork orange, you know, where you're just all secured in, you can't move at all, like the aliens. Have. Yeah. You know, if you've ever watched those alien abductions and stuff, and you just pull out your tongue, and things like that. And you know they wouldn't be able to get a whole lot. But even if they just got... Yeah, it, just, they, they, that thing just started to tear. And they just got... Even if they just cut off a little bit, a little bit. And you had this list for the rest of the time. And you had something like that. Now, I don't know how you could do it accidentally. But um, is there anybody else other than Ted Nugent that maybe you'd like to see have a chainsaw accident with their tongue? Is there anyone that you could think of off the top of your head? Katie Kirk. Katie Kirk? 
Yeah, because I, I think it would be enough to give her a big list. I think looks looks very sexy. <laughs> I, I, I already find her pretty sexy. Now, do you think she'd lose her job over something like that? No, I think I think she'd be a national hero. <laughs> if Ted Nugent cut her tongue out? No, not no. Uh, what I'm saying, okay. but, but it was an accident. Not that Ted Nugent's doing it, but it's some sort of an accident where uh, she and Matt Lauer are out somewhere. On, they're out front on the Today Show. And, uh, you know, they got a little something going on. They're playing with chainsaws, and she accidentally cuts the tip of her tongue off. Yeah, but do you hate Katie Kirk, or would you just do it because you think it would be funny? I think it would make her more sexy. Really? Yeah. Do you imagine somebody coming? Let's say she was in the world. She just has, like, a big chunk taken out of her tongue. <laughs> you know what? That might work. You know, tongue rings, I hear they work really well during oral. They think... <laughs> Think if like uh, like a chainsaw got a hold of that thing, tore it up a little bit, made it really really rough and like a, a strange angle even. The muscle would still work. What do you th- how do you think uh, the oral is with you know that tongue splitting is the new thing too? Oh yeah, that, that just creeps me out. You know they're banning that in certain places, which I don't Good. understand why they're banning it, but Good. they're actually uh I don't I don't think you should be able to do whatever you want with it. Your body. Scares me. Seriously? Yeah. It, it, that's freaky. That's taking it to another level. I mean, you've probably already got all the piercings and stuff, and now you're going to go get your tongue split. And it's like, what do you... Does it, you know what, does it grow back together? Because sometimes the holes in the tongue goes back, it, right? You know what would be funny? You know, all these people with, like, a lot of piercings and stuff are getting that tongue splitting done. Imagine if just a random uh, sorority girl, real hot, you know, just has her tongue split out of nowhere, you know? She like, decides, you know, I don't have any tattoos, any piercings. I don't have my ears pierced. But I'm going to go get my tongue split. So he... You'd be a, a hot chick. She opens her mouth. Do you think if a celebrity do it, did it, everybody would hop on the bandwagon? I think a lot more people would. Seriously? Yeah. If it weren't the so-called alleged freaks, but it was mainstream and people were splitting their tongues, do you think they'd try to ban it, too, either? If it was like people like, uh, I don't know, Britney or Pink or somebody like that? <sighs> you know, I, I think it would, it would work a lot better if it was like some like real high-profile guy like Brad Pitt. If Brad Pitt got his tongue split... I think then people would jump onto it, and not a whole lot of people would say anything against it. It's, you, you, or maybe even um, uh, Martin Sheen. If he got his tongue split, I think everybody would be on board with it. No, nah, he's too far to the left. I'm sure, like, Bill O'Reilly or somebody would go on this big rampage about... Uh, How about Bill O'Reilly? What if he did it? I don't know. He works here. <laughs> yeah, but what if he got his tongue split? How many people do you think would jump on board that... Oh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking the chainsaw accident. I'm, I'm thinking, wow, that'd be great for the chainsaw accident. Imagine instead of uh, instead of giving out uh, free premium website, uh, you know, memberships, he, he gives out tongue splits. He'd be hey, cooler. You get a Bill O'Reilly tongue split. I think he'd actually maybe fit in with the station at that point. Maybe. Maybe. In fact, look at this. Uh, we know we started the thing where it's the IM or the email of the week. Um, I got this one. First of all, I want to thank you for making your email accessible. I've been a Donna Mike fan for many years uh, through many different affiliates. When I made the move to the Washington area, I was excited to hear them on JFK, the home station. Not only did I get Donna Mike, but I found a new love, Ron and Fez. JFK owns me from Stern until the end of the fastest hour of radio and then clicked. I can't listen to Bill O'Reilly. I can't. I tried. I really, really tried. At 2 o'clock, it comes back on until Ron and Fez did uh, this past Saturday, I caught the 5 o'clock edition of The Hideout. I was ecstatic to hear Hefe and Dubs during the daylight hours. 
I guess the reason I'm sending this to you, and this is actually sent to Cameron. Very good. Um, is to let you know some listeners out there do turn off the radio when, and this is funny, I never saw this, when B.O.R. comes on. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly. Bore. Yeah. Bore. I never thought about that. Boy. He, he is a hooved animal. Um, comes on. Uh, is there any way to convince you to put Ron and Fez in that spot or the hideout? Anything but bore. Thanks for giving us a place to respond. I'm a JFK fan and always will be. Thanks, Sal. And that's the uh, e uh, the email or the IM of the week. Uh, thank you so much, Sal. And I don't particularly say that I can disagree with you a whole hell of a lot there. Um, another chainsaw accident person I like to see? Um, Fred Durst. How about that last album? I didn't hear any of it. They, they completely tapped out. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they lost the one talented person that was left on the uh, group. There's so many people we could talk about, but I know Tommy, he, he had an angle on... He wanted to say something, at least, about musicians. Uh, apparently, Linkin Park was in town. Is that what it was? Bateman, are you there? Yeah, I want Bill Maher to cut his tongue out. <laughs> I, After hearing that commercial he has on the air, I've, I've, uh, I'll agree. What do you think happened to Bill Maher? He used to be great. I think he was, re it was really, really good in like the older, um, when it was on Comedy Central, the yeah, political incorrect. Before it got, you know, it, it was like tough crowd now, you know. Except for it wasn't all comedians. There's actually serious people on there as well. I never even thought about that. Wow. All right. So I guess that tough crowd thing. And not to say anything really original anymore, but Top Crow, the only thing original about it is it doesn't have anybody serious on it. It just has a bunch of comedians and normal people telling what they think instead of having some people who are actually have some insight mixed with, like, celebrities and comedians and that kind of stuff. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Chainsaw tongue accidents. I think it's virtually impossible when you really consider it. Now, Bateman, you're uh, you're not too happy with um, a band that was actually here in the area last night at the Patriot Center. I wish Chester from Lincoln Park would cut his tongue out. Wow. All right, well, it's, this is a new feature on the hideout. I'm trying to bring in new stuff. Um, what are we calling this segment? Tommy's tantrum? Whatever. All right, well, let's play it. Let's see what we got. Hang on the phone when we play it. I'd like to talk about something that really bothers me. It's this band that many people love, and I don't understand why. It's Linkin Park. And Linkin Park, I have two words for you. F*** you! Please die! Every song you release is the same as before! You have two crappy singers. Why do you need two crappy singers? They both suck! Your band sucks! Your music sucks! Every time I turn the radio to a different station, I hear Linkin Park coming up next. Why? They suck! I can't tell their songs apart. Every song sounds the exact same. You know, a lot like the disc jockeys in this area. They all sound the same. It's horrible. It's terrible. They are dumbing down America with their crappy songs. And I really blame these DC 101 HFS program directors that have no creativity and play the same crap every single day on the station. Take a chance of some different type of music. For the love of God, you're killing me. Killing me. Are they trying to drive me crazy because it's working? Them and Lincoln Park have some horrible plan to take over the world by making us idiots that like crappy music. I swear to God, one of these days I'm just going to snap. I'm going to go to their office and break their freaking hands just so they can't type up any memos to play the new crappy hit by Lincoln Park that we did next. They just released the previous month. What's wrong with people? Am I the only one that realizes this? 
And now, finally, some good music to take us out by Rep. 9. On 106.7 WJFK. <laughs> Who's this? Rev, 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 Rev 9. Rev 9? Yeah. All right, get, go get the phone, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll get back to you in a second. Call back. 800-636-1067. 1067 Well, that's really an unnatural hatred. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see where he's coming from with a lot of the stuff sounding the same. But I'll, I'll be honest with you. Never been, like, you know, a huge Lincoln Park fan. I love the first single they put out. But when they come on, I don't turn it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I, you know, I, I, I dug Linkin Park at one point. Yeah. Like, in the end. And I like the new one, Faint, too. I mean, that's not bad. I think Tommy brings up somewhat of a decent point, they're, they're They're a stained band for me. Real hit or miss. You know, like like the band Stained. They're really hit or miss with me. Tommy, you there? Yeah. All right, what is this? Oh, wait a second. Hold on. All right, we have a rebuttal. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize that... Uh, that it, it would cause such a, you know, an, an outroar. Well, I, I turned on Z104 just to get whatever away from whatever crap DC101 and HFS were playing, you know, because it's usually Linkin Park. What are you, a woman listening to 104? <laughs> I listen to 104. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. And they were even playing Linkin Park. Out of control. If the people want Linkin Park, then what's your problem? The people, people are idiots then. You know what we need? We need more Linkin Park in the high <sighs> Bring us back from a commercial. I want to have faint. Put that in your next one. And I guess a rebuttal uh, coming from Matt Albert. Matt Albert, you're a Linkin Park fan? You there? Yeah. Matt Albert. All right, fat kid, you're going to have to speak up when you I'm, call in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You want to rebut to the uh, Tommy Tantrum about Linkin Park? Yes. He, I think the only reason he brought this up is because I said I was a Linkin Park fan. Are you guys in a lover's quarrel or what? Yeah, I think. Why are you pushing it? <laughs> you know when I'm pushing it. Not you. <laughs> well, we're rebut then. What do you got? Why would you say Lincoln Park's the greatest band on earth? Okay, the rebuttal by Matt Albert. <laughs> you tattoo from Friendly Island piece of ass. You're nothing but like a frustrated musician, like underground musicians, like underground bands, and this is crappy. You probably haven't liked music since Cobain popped a cap in his own overrated, depressed face. HF, HFS, DC 101, and 104, they should be upheld in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> now, they're, they're Tommy, Tommy does like the underground bands, but I, when he told us he was going to put his friend's band on the end, I had, like, I had the look on my face like I didn't want to laugh yet, but it was actually good. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. I got to say, Rev 9, all right, well, whatever. I'll plug him. Um, now, I, Matt Albert, I would have to say you bring up a good point, Dubs, and I don't know if you've ever been in something like this. Yeah. I hate music nerds. And you know I've ranted against music nerds for a long time, and it's real tough working at a music radio station because you've got a bunch of people that are not in radio to entertain, but they're in radio because they want to play music, I suppose. Yeah. They're like frustrated musicians. Mm -hmm. And... I, I hate it when they talk about everything sucking and and uh, Lincoln Park sucks and System of a Down sucks and they're all sellouts and I hate the mentality of it all sucks except for this one band and it's this band that nobody's ever heard of it's some underground band maybe it's Rev Nine I don't know I mean they could be good 
But it's some band that, wow, this is the greatest thing, and, and why won't the community get behind Rev9 or... Um, uh, what were some of the bands in Lansing? That um, Stallion. Stallion. There was uh, who was the band that always played at um, uh, at uh, Zen Ponies. Yeah, Zen Ponies. Why aren't people getting behind the Zen Ponies or, and Stallion uh, or the, and Rev Power Face and Rev Nine? And and the reason and then what happens is that let's say these these people come, um, they end up making it, uh, quote unquote making it. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, all these people turn on the bands that they once liked. Yeah, because at some point, Lincoln Park was a band that yeah, everybody a said, "Man, of if people listen to it, they'd really dig it." And now that Lincoln Park's made it, there's this notion of them selling out. And would you consider that? I mean, let's say Rev Nine goes big time, uh, Tommy, and they're nationwide and they're touring. And I don't know if they're your friends, but they leave you behind and they're banging everybody in the world and. They're everywhere, and they've got hit song after hit song, and maybe it all sounds the same. Are you the kind of dude that would get pissed off and say they've sold out now, and they're, and they're just they're just being what the man, quote-unquote, wants them to be? No, I usually don't call bands Stella. It's, it's whether or not the music actually is good or if it sucks, and Lincoln Park sucks. That's you. So uh, give me a mainstream band that you actually like. Uh, hmm. And that's the other thing. You ask these music nerds, and they have no idea. All right, this is kind of a pussy one, but I actually bought the, the No Doubt. <laughs> that is, that's real. You know, that's pushy. It, it, it's really hard for me to call anybody a pussy when I go out and buy the Dashboard Confessional CDs right, right when they come out. Well, Dashboard. Our Lady, Lady Peace, you know, all those bands. But too. those are a couple of bands, too, that it's along the same line where everybody's talking about how great it is, and then they blow up, and they're like, man, because it's like everybody wants it to be their own little secret. Yeah. Like, this is their own little personal thing that they have. I forgot the uh, Sum 41 CD. What? How is it? It's not bad. Oh, good. Oh, my God. Wait a God. second. You're running against Lincoln Park, and you're buying some 41 CDs? It's the exact same thing if you get down to it. No, it's not. Some 41's a little bit better, I'd say. But you don't think they're oversaturated as well? They're, they're, they've been played out, but they uh, they were played out a lot at first, and people have really backed off of them. I don't think they're oversaturated anymore. I don't know, man. I just don't get it. And if people actually knew, you don't like the pop punk thing at all. Like, anything like the... Or any of the pop punk bands, you don't like Blink-182, you don't like any of those type of bands. No, I really don't. I'm not interested. Green in... Day, any of that stuff. I like Green Day. I can appreciate Green Day. I don't like Green Day. He's very poppy. Um, 800-636-1067, I, I should really borrow the Atari CD. Not into it. Not interested. I'd, I'd much rather listen to Manson 15 times than ever even try the Atari. Actually, Manson is one uh, mainstream, well, quote-unquote mainstream group that I like. And a lot of people, too, feel like Manson is sold out, or he sold out with one of his records. I guess some Mechanical Animals or something, then came back to it. I don't know, I just, I really, and maybe it's something, too, where I just hate people that are real stuck up about stuff. You know what I mean? Where it's Can't like... with radio? No, not the way I am with radio, but, like, everything sucks. Like, this, you know, McDonald's sucks. I gotta go, you know, find some small hole in the wall. You know what I mean? Because that's really the only good food. There's no good food at any chains. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That kind of thing. Or, or uh, screw all the big, the big time movies. You know, maybe Paycheck is going to be an entertaining movie. Maybe yeah. I want to go see Paycheck. Maybe, maybe did it really? Yeah, it was horrible. God Almost as bad as Torque. You saw Torque too? What? Torque isn't even out yet, is it? Matt Albert, how do you get all this money to go see all these movies and buy all these CDs? Sugar Mama. <laughs>
All right, I can do that. actual mama. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Um, but, like, there's no good big budget movie. You know what I mean? I don't understand that. Just in the same way, it's the same kind of mentality. There's no good, you know, mainstream music at all of its underground, and it's all the indie stuff. That's where all the good stuff is. Now, I'll tell you what. I, I do get into the independent scene a lot of times. You know, I've been one of the people who are like, hey, I found this band. They're really cool. But I've never really been like, you know what, F those guys, they've sold out. Yeah, I'll, I'll listen to uh, all the bands on uh, HFS or 101 if I like the music, you know? It's, it's, it's a stuck-up mentality. That's what it really is to yeah. me, that I know about this, and look at you. You're so mainstream, and you're so sellout because you like to go to McDonald's. You like to watch Paycheck, and because you like to listen to Linkin Park. F you. Maybe that's my idea of a good time. I'm sorry if I'm not cultured. I never said anyone was a seller. I just said they suck. Well, I'm just, talking, making stuff up again. I'm just talking about other, pe stuff up again. other people that I know like you. Again. All right, I'm done with you. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Uh, Matt Albert. Yeah? Coming to your house tomorrow. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it so much. I'm, uh, I set this out a while back, and I was hoping that somebody would go with me. But I'm actually going to go to Frederick Dubs to visit Matt Albert. Am I going too far? No. No, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Dubs. Yeah. yeah. Go, do you think going to a listener, uh, a listener's house is like crossing some line for dinner? Yeah. 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 Do you really? I wouldn't. Nothing against you, Matt. I I would invite you over to my place before I'd go over to yours. Why do you hate me? Would you really? Yeah. Oh, there's no way I'd invite a listener over to my house. No way at all. I'd much rather go to their I, I, place. I would rather be in my own element, you know, if I have to defend myself. You know where the weapons are. Exactly. Oh, I got an IM. What is this? Um, Cheeseface. Cheeseface says he'll go with me to Matt Oliver's no, place. I mean, uh, uh, no cheese. I no Jews. Sorry. You know what I'd love to do? Can we? What do you say? Can we? Did you say no Jews? What? I said no Jews. Oh, what did you say? Uh, say anything? Uh, can we do that? Can we give away a trip to no, go to Matt to go to Frederick and hang out with Matt Albert? Sorry. I don't understand. I don't think it's crossing the line at all. In fact, I don't know if you remember this, Dubs. We had maybe the ultimate uh, radio freak. Uh, the guy's name was Freaker. Michael Purple Hayes. He was yeah. a schizophrenic, and I'm telling you, it's hard to uh, it's hard to come across seriously. But he was the greatest, like, radio freak, radio tart ever. Oh, yeah. Dude, but just amazing. And going, going to his house was a lot different than going to anybody else's house. That, that was a, an experience that you had to go to, you know? And I th but we'd go and we'd eat. I would never eat. You never had the boiled steak? The broiled steak and the, and, the, and the boiled potatoes? Never. I would never touch anything there. And the oil can of Labatt Blue? Never ate a thing. And see, maybe it's not like food, but I've chatted with Matt Albert on the Instant Messenger, and he tells me, and I know this isn't sound racist, and I don't mean it to be, he says his mom makes great fried chicken. I didn't say great. I said I liked it a lot. Well, I'm excited, because I'm going to Matt Albert's place in Frederick to go check out. Um, some of your mom's fried chicken. What else, what else is on the menu? Uh, pie. Yeah? Potatoes. What kind of pie? Uh, apple pie. Nice. With ice cream. Is it, is it like homemade, or did she go buy some Sarah Lee kind of My stuff? She's making it, so it's probably not going to be homemade. It's, oh, okay. Baked potatoes? Yeah, uh, green beans. Damn, Great. dude. You don't want to go with me, Dubs? How come you wouldn't want to go to Matt Albert's place? I don't know. I just, I... I would never, I would never eat at a listener's house. You just say you don't like blacks. 
<laughs> say it. Dubs. I'm not going to say that on the air. <laughs> say it, Dubs. Hello, you're in the hideout. Oh, all right. No, I thought maybe that was Cheese Face. I'd like Cheese Face to go with me. But Matt Albert's got some issue. Not letting Cheese Face go. Whatever, dude. Whatever. Hideout. Hey, it's Noodles. Hey, what up, Noodles? Hey, I'll, I'll go to Matt Albert's house with El Jefe. Will you? Yeah. You want to go? Yeah. Where do you live? Um, I live in Dale City. Where's that? Virginia. Nah, it's too far. See, I live in Silver Spring, and I'm trying to go to Frederick. I don't want to come all the way out there and get you. Thanks for the offer, though. All right. I don't feel it's crossing the line. Like, would you go out with listeners after uh, the show to go maybe grab a drink or two? Exactly. You would expect listeners to come out to your events, <sighs> wouldn't you? Yeah, but you want that to happen. You wouldn't. You wouldn't if, return if that, the favor. If that's the price I have to pay, don't show up. Don't show up to my events. Don't show up to where I'm at. I'm not going to eat with you. You know, I, I would definitely go. Uh, you know, some place across the street, like a diner or something. Pick up a bite with you if you're picking up the tab, of course. But I'm not gonna. No, I'm not doing it. This is kind of shocking, man. I don't do it. You know, just not me. Are you afraid? Is that why? No, I'm. I'm more busy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think you're afraid. A little. What can I expect when I go to your house, Matt Albert? Um, a rape? I don't know. What? <laughs> I know, but seriously, what are we gonna do? I mean, who all's gonna be there? It's gonna be me, you, your mom. Probably my sister. Nice. I would, I would invite Jay over, but I, I don't know his phone number. The dirty cop, <laughs> yeah. your, your dirty cousin cop, named Frederick. I'm excited. Um, Cheeseface replies on the I am. Believe it or not, Matt, I never had a clue you were black. Weird, ain't it? See, look at this. You're calling him a Jew. No Jews over at your place. He never even knew you were black. Cheeseface is a good dude. How about Cheeseface? How dare you not invite him over? Can I bring Alexis? Uh, no stalker, sorry. All right, man. Well, I'm looking forward. Oh, wait. Here, let's try this. Eric, welcome to the hideout. How you doing? What's up, brother? Yeah, bring all of them over with his mom. Can we come over? Can we bring a whole bunch of chicks and uh, Eric over to your place, my Albert? A whole bunch of what? Chicks. Well, women. What kind of chicks? It doesn't matter. You if, if, if they aren't the kind of wings and that you can deep fry, you don't want it. I've never been to Montgomery Mall. Um, I don't. I've never been to Montgomery Mall. No. The chicks that work here. The chicks that work here. Top notch. Top notch, huh? Top notch. I, can I bring a date, Matt Albert? And thanks, Eric, for the phone call. What do you think? Can I bring somebody? Like who? I don't know anybody. <laughs> caller seven. Can I bring caller seven? Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six. Let's just, we at least let him bring a trusty sidearm. Let's just try this. Hold on a second. Let's try this. Caller, how about two? Just call it two. Someone who would want to, you, I'll come pick you up, chauffeured by Hefe, and I take you to Matt Albert. Now, does that have to be a reasonable location for you? I'd, I'd prefer to be in between Silver Spring and Frederick, where I'm going to be driving. Preferably somewhere in Bethesda, uh, Germantown, that kind of area. If you'd like me to go with, if you'd like to go with me, and what we'll do, Matt Albert, is we'll actually talk to this person. You can interview them for a second. And then you can give the final answer, yes or no. Because i got to be honest, I'm a little scared going by myself. Because I like you and I chat with you on the IM all the time. 
but I don't know whether or not it's something that I want to do by myself. All right, now here's somebody I'd like to I'd like to take with me. And he's the right caller. Caller number two. Uh, cheese face, welcome into the hideout. Hey, you wouldn't even have to pick me up. I'll meet you somewhere. Will you? Sure. That'd be great. What are you doing tomorrow? Well, that that remains to be seen, doesn't it? Yeah, you know we could go watch. We could go to Maverick's house, have some fried chicken, watch some football, watch the Pats and the Colts, the uh, the Eagles and the uh, and the Panthers. You can watch the Cowboys too. Oh, never mind. Shut up. <laughs> Is not <mom> married? <laughs> Is your mom married? You're not. Talking to my mom. <laughs> Come on, dude. Yes or no to cheese face? No to cheese face. Sorry, cheese. He's <sighs> in my life. All right, bro. Well, hey, we got to have you in sometime, cheese face. We'll talk to you, buddy. Yeah, take care. I'm sorry you lost. He sounded sad. He is, man. You, this, you crushed him. This is a prime experience. You know why I'm going. What? For the experience. For the experience. Just for, for the story. Just for the story. God, I wish I had a video camera. Chris. You're calling number two. Congratulations, you're going to Matt Alberts with El Jefe. How's oh, it feel? Way. How's it feel? What do you uh, uh, where where do you live? I live in Fairfax. Ah, it's kind of far. Can you meet him over in Silver Spring? Could you meet me at the uh, four ninety five two seventy split? Yeah, I can do that. I mean, uh, what day is this? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Three. What? Hey, what's the appetizer, Matt Albert? Hey, you know what that works? I leave for school on Monday, so I can do this tomorrow. I don't want to. Oh, wait, wait, where do you go to school? I go to William Mary. Are you? I go to William Mary. Okay. I like this kid. Hey, I tell you what. He's a possibility. He's a clear mind hold. Let's get his number. All right, we're going to put you on hold, Chris, and we're going to have uh, Bateman talk to you. Now, if he doesn't like this next caller. I get the shotgun if he comes to my house. No, hey, I'll dude. Bring booze. Bring booze? Yeah, I'll bring booze. How old are you? We don't drink. I'm 21. It's going to be 22 in February. This is awesome. Matt, uh, Chris, um, I think we found a match with Matt Albert. Hold on, okay, Matt? <laughs> if you want to go, I got I got room for three people in my Honda Civic. That's yeah. coming to my house. <laughs> we can do three people. 800-636-1067-2024-321067. Don't be afraid, man. Seriously. I'll somebody out if they try something. How about this person? Jay, welcome to the hideout. You want Are you uh, coming over? You want to come over to Matt Albert's tomorrow? Jay, you there? Um, I think you got both of them locked out. Do you want You're an idiot. No, Matt Albert's there. Jay says he's on the air. Let me put Jay back on hold. Oh, I lost Jay. Damn, that'd be great. I got two. Maybe we'll do this throughout the night. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd like. Let's field call, see who we like the best. I'd like for Matt Albert to interview you first. <laughs> Chainsman brings up a great point about Matt Albert, and I'm not sure if this is true. But um, does Matt Albert have shriveled, underdeveloped bird legs? <laughs> and if you notice that most fat people do kind of have the very small bird legs, yeah. they don't get up a lot. Uh, what's up? Line six. Okay, line six. We'll try line six. Then. Hello, you're in the hideout. Hey, what's up, FHJ? Jay? Hey, Jay, you want to come over to Matt Albert's? Yeah, what's this about him not knowing my phone number? I don't know your phone number. Okay, this is Jay, the alleged dirty cop. Yeah, the dirty cop. Hey, hey I just want to tell you guys something. He did have a job. Matt did have a job. Oh, did he? What yeah, he was Ruben Stutter's stud double. How long have you been working on that one? That was uh, classic. That, that's pretty funny. I told him that. Hey, Jay, you should come over tomorrow, man. We're all we're going to have a Matt Albert um, family reunion as Hefe makes his appearance. Wait, at his house? Yeah, we're, I'm going to be there tomorrow. Matt Albert, what time? About 2? Yeah, around 2. 2. Okay, yeah, I'll be there. I work. I get off at 7.30 in the morning. 
But uh, I'll be over there. Yeah, go catch a quick nap. We'll go over to Matt's. We'll have the, the fried chicken and the baked potatoes and the pie. We'll sit around, watch some football, hang around, teach Matt Albert to be a man. Yeah, be great. I, I, man, you got to work ahead of you right there. Yeah, i got a little work, but I'm feeling good about myself. All right, well, we'll see you tomorrow, Jay. All right, yeah, I, I'll try to bring some food, but I don't know if that's home. Awesome. All right, bro. All right, Matt Albert, you uh, you ready for tomorrow? Yeah, sure. All right, tell your mom that uh, I will be there at 2 o'clock. I'll go work out first, and then I'll make my way up to Frederick. Oh, uh, plenty Mexican. Yeah. And uh, we'll tell Chris. Um, I think we got all of uh, Chris's information, so... I uh, choke out Chris if he shows up. Well, <laughs> can't choke out anybody. I've done it before. All right. All right, bro. Well, we're going to uh, take a break. I'll see you tomorrow. You choked yourself with your own fat. Oh, good one. You're an idiot. All right. We'll right. see you later, Matt Albert. Bye. What do you think? It's going to be hell. You think so? How uncomfortable should if, if it really is, should I just leave once I get in there? I don't want to. I mean, I'm going. She's making food for me. You know? I, I would. I would jump out now. Seriously? All getting is good. That's me. But it's a good story. You don't think it'd be a good story? You think it's even worth it? But what if she's already cooking now? I mean, that could be the biggest thing that's happened in Frederick in a long time. Hefe's coming to town. Hefe's coming to town. You know? You sound like Freddy right there. <laughs> I wonder why that is. <laughs> you know, we could, I could get Jay to take me around in the Frederick cop car and... Go bust prostitutes together and stuff like that. Hey, hold on one second, all right? What? What do you you What do you want me to say? Just say, uh, uh, Hefe's coming to town. <laughs> all right, thanks. All right, let's take a break. All right. Tell Hefe's Hideout 106.7 WJFK. The Hideout, featuring El Hefe and J Dubs. Give me a rusty hanger. I'm going to pour the hole right out of you. The Hideout. This is El Hefe's Hideout. People that half-ass listen to shows deserve to get in car accidents and die on the Beltway. This is El Hefe's Hideout. So if head up out blanket and right on the Giants, you'll feel a little bit of pain. No! You did not punch the car on my blanket. <laughs> this is El Hefe's Hideout. And normally there's nothing really wrong with nail salons, and there's nothing wrong with this. But you know, there's the big SAR scare, and you see a bunch of Asian people with masks on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll. 106.7 WJFK. This is LFA's hideout. Wow, that was an old one. Yeah, that was a that was a bunch of the old stuff right there. We should update that. We should yeah. throw a couple more things in there. It's not bad. Have we, have we played that in a long time? I don't, I don't remember playing that one in a while. Maybe not. Yeah. Welcome back into the hideout. 800-636-1067-202-432. 1067. I am El Jefe. That is J Dubs. And uh, the show starts at 7 now. We roll strong until 11 o'clock. That's when the Stacy show hops in. Um, and in fact, we're going to do this real quick, 7, and take a break and bring the Stacy show in. Okay. I'm not sure if they're here yet, but we're going to bring them in, chat with them, see how life is going, see how they're enjoying the new time slot, which I think they've had for a little while. Yeah, we just haven't been able to be back to back to them yet. And this is our first, this is the first time we've been actually back back in the normal slot. Yeah. Of what December? Yeah. Since, yeah. Uh, Mid-December. Yeah, so we're still kind of working out the sea legs a little bit, if everybody be a little patient with us. Um, everything's going cool, though. Yeah, an uh, extra hour of it tonight, too, and for the rest of the year. And uh, how is that? How do you think that extra hour is? Is it, is it wearing on you? No, you I, I feel fine. Do you? 
I'm a little tired. Yeah, I, I think the last hour of any show, you know, you get tired. You get tired just a little bit, but uh, I'm so excited, dude. I don't know if anybody um, realized what was going on, but I believe it was on Tuesday, Washington, D.C. had a primary. And it's it's a non-binding primary. See, I didn't know about it. And it was something that they're going to do, I guess, a real one later on. Mm-hmm. And only a few of the candidates were in the primary. But it's one of those things where D.C. is trying to acknowledge the fact that they don't have real voting rights. So, um, you know, they're trying to get out, put the name out, you know, hey, D.C. is real. And I'm actually thrown off by the primary process just a little bit, Dubs, because it, it just doesn't seem to me that it's, you know, you go to places like New Hampshire. Yeah. In Iowa, where it's just, it's not, I don't know, you couldn't go anywhere where it's like, anywhere else where it's like so not typical of America. Yeah, what, it, it always surprises me that they put like the big uh, caucuses and whatever in those states. Mm-hmm. The, the ones that decide the early things, then you got to move on from there. And like, you know, cattle were all supposed to fall in line if, you know, somebody gets a little heat from winning the New Hampshire or the Iowa yeah. caucuses. Yeah, it, like we're supposed to put a whole lot of stock into that. Now, do you vote? Yeah. Are you registered to vote? Have you registered? I haven't registered out here. here. I haven't registered out here, but I'm going to. Are you, uh, where are you, what do you tend to lean? Are you a Republican? Are you a Democrat? What do you do? I, I lean more Democrat, but I don't. I Like, I'll pick uh, some Republicans sometimes, and I'll pick Democrats sometimes. It just depends on what I think, and if I don't know anything about them, it's an eeny, meeny, miny, mo thing. So you really do do that where you... if I don't know anything about them, you know, I'm not going to leave a blank. Where are you getting the majority of your information on candidates? Majority of my information? Here. Uh, <laughs> the, the, like, when I'm, when, Bill O'Reilly? No, like when I'm doing like research, like show prep and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so Internet, mostly, you know. Okay, you, so you fall right in line with this. A poll by the Pew Research Center for the People and the Press finds that one-fifth of young adults consider the Internet and comedy shows like The Daily Show and Saturday Night Live as a top source for campaign news. No, I, I don't think the Internet's a bad place to get it. You know? Yeah, I think it just talks about how things have been changing. It's, yeah. more, it's a lot crazier that people are really getting their information from The Daily Show, yeah, which is meant to be like, you know, satire. But they they do cover a lot of serious things, but they don't cover it seriously. Yeah, hey, I don't know if... I mean, you do get somewhat informed during that show. I mean, I don't know if you get the but, complete angle. Yeah, yeah you, don't get, you don't get, like, the complete story behind it, though. You get kind of a little touch on it and then a few jokes. And usually the jokes aren't even, uh, you know, a lot of times the jokes aren't on, like, you know, the actual story. They're on, like, a picture of what's going on with the story. You know? I dig the Daily Show. Yeah, and I, but, but the thing is, a lot of people probably are getting their uh, getting their views off of like maybe maybe someone has some good views uh, politically, but they do one they make one stupid face on a camera and no one's going to vote for them because the Daily Show just pour them a new ass. You know, another person uh, or another place that I've heard a lot of people get their news, and I know it even kind of bothers the people or uh, it bothers Ron and Fez. That a lot of people consider the fastest hour on radio, 11 o'clock, great hour radio. It's awesome. Yeah. And it's so funny. And it, you, they hit a lot of news stories, but it's a lot in that same satirical kind of way. But people feel they can tune in and get their headlines, you know, from listening to the fastest hour, which I guess you could get the headlines, yeah. you know, but as far as, like, getting in-depth coverage... And I think that's what bothers a lot of people is the fact that there's no in-depth coverage. I mean, it's like you go on a TV, nobody's reading the newspaper anymore. But that's what that's what this has become. It's become, uh, you know, very microwave. You know, I want this now and fast. 
and move on to the next thing because I don't want to get bored. Now, how do you think we can make the voting uh, more, a lot more interesting? Do you think there's anything that we can do? I, you know what? Uh, you know Bill Maher's talking about uh, on his thing, on his little promo he runs on the station. Uh, he's going to do a reality show about him running for president. Actually, that wouldn't be a bad idea for uh, one of these uh, candidates to go ahead and do a, uh, you know, a, a real-world type show or whatever. I think there are fair time issues. I mean, you'd have to see it for everybody. You know what I mean? But I mean, I guess. But I mean, do we have to do? I mean, basically, that'd be a way to get a lot of voters. It's funny you say that though, because isn't that basically what happens now in all the media coverage? I mean, you're seeing a lot of everything going on. They don't want to show you all the back. Is that what it's going to have to come to? The, I the, think, I think the backdoor meetings with Carl Rove, Dick Cheney, and Bush planning on how they're going to put out another uh, Willie Horton type of ad to uh, get people in trouble, how they're going to call John McCain names. You know what? Someone's going to be crazy enough to do it, and it's going to work, and then a lot of more people are going to fall in line with it. You know, just like uh, when uh, Bill Clinton went on MTV and all that kind of stuff. Before, no one would go on MTV and uh, kind of campaign. But it worked for him, so you see a lot more people try to go on the younger channels. Well, the Daily Show. You see people like Tara Mosley Braun, you saw General Wesley Clark, those kind of people going on the Daily Show. It's like, we've got to get the young people. We've got to get the young voters. And, you know, a reality show for one of these guys is going to work, and people will fall in line afterwards. I'd like to take it one step further. I think that we should have Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon, take over the voting and the polling kind of situation. This is what El Jefe would like to propose. If I'm crazy, 800-636-1067, So what you're saying is like all of the, uh, all like the cannons will walk down the aisle, fireworks will be shooting off everywhere. They'll have a theme song maybe. Even like, you know, the big um, Jumbotron will have some uh, crazy stuff going on with it. Is they, that what? They could chant stuff like... Like when, uh, like Kurt long Kirk. face, long face. Whenever Carrie comes out, stuff like that. But yeah. Like people be, they'll be signage up. People be holding their signs and. Uh, Here's what I'd like to call it: presidential candidate combat. All right. And so it's kind of in the vein of a wrestling type thing, kind of maybe an ultimate championship fighting kind of thing, where you have a bracket. You've got a tournament. And I think people like you, Dubs, I think you'd be into this, man. I think you get all of the presidential candidates together, and they're put, according to the poll rankings, into, that's their seed. That's their seed. That's their seed, all right? Example, let's go through like this. Here are the contestants and presidential candidates. I'll read them off, all right? Senator John Kerry, 60 years old, Vietnam vet, married three kids. Senator Joe Lieberman, 61 years old, married four kids. There's a little background info for you. Yeah. Senator John Edwards of North Carolina, 50 years old, married with three kids. One died in 96. Now, when they call, when they're called down, will they be like their weight be given and everything? Yeah, I mean, if they're a southpaw, <laughs> if they're a southpaw, they can wear the suits. Yeah. They don't have to go out there, you know, looking like complete and utter ass wipes. Um, Senator Dick Gephardt, 62 years old, married, three kids. Now, you're saying put all these presidential people in a bracket, and then they go against each other, and whoever wins. Let's do this. Instead of, uh, you know, to make it a little more interesting, throw actually a couple old-school wrestlers in there, too. Just a couple, uh, you know, throw them in the last seat, so, like, uh, 
Well, Ventura. Like, so, no, so like, uh, Shaney is taking on Coco Beware in the first round. <laughs> People would be into watching that, and then it would get them to see, you know, the next round. Wait a second. I'm trying to take this seriously. I don't want any ass wiping office, okay? I don't want Coco Beware or I would taboo I, people like that. As long as he brings uh, Frankie down with him, I don't care. How about this? All right, we got Governor Howard Dean, 56 years old, married with two kids. Now, Carol Mosley Braun dropped out, which is good, because, you know, I didn't want a chick fighting anyway. And maybe at some point things will get even, because, I mean, hey, you got a chick like uh, Hillary. You know, who knows? She can hold her own. But right now we're dealing with men. Um, Representative Dennis Kucinich, 57 years old, single, and this says a little something, wants to create a Department of Peace. Reverend Al Sharpton, 46, married, two kids. I think he would have a considerable advantage in these kind of things, in these kind of uh, bracket type matches. And uh, General Wesley Clark, 58 years old, married. With one I, I think he would be the bad news Brown of the whole thing. <laughs> you don't remember Bad News Sharpton? I, uh, I don't know. He had, don't... The, he had the finishing move, the Ghetto Blaster, probably the best finishing move in wrestling history. Wow. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go through, and maybe if you guys want to vote on these, and who you think would win in presidential candidate combat. This is to pick the next leader of the United States of America. And, of course, whoever wins from this would go on to take on Bush. Brad, welcome to the hideout. Buddies, what's going on? Long time no calling. Big ass Packers fan, checking in. Hey, what's oh, up, what's man? Up, uh, Big ass Packers fan has been with us for a very, very long time. What do you think of this idea, presidential com uh, presidential candidate combat? You think you uh, get behind this? I'm, I'm loving the idea, but what happens when Sheriff Austin comes down, stuns everybody, <laughs> and nobody's standing left for the competition? <laughs> <laughs> who do you think? Who do you think would be that person out of the wait. current? You know that one of them would be in cahoots with them, and then they'd both open a beer together and, you know, bash it together. And, and, make, and then Stone Cold would walk out of the ring, but turn around, come back in, kick him in the gut, and stun him. You know that would happen. What, I mean, what, what if George Bush is in the ring and spits on this man saying, you screw me like you did to Bret Hart? <laughs> uh, I mean, it, there's a lot of ways we can go with this, but I, I think in the long run, you know, Vince would pay off Stone Cold to stun the hell out of everyone and break their necks, and, you know, Vince run for president damn self. How about that? You never know. Thank you for the call, Brad. And then there would be the Owen Hart type person who uh, tries to come in, you know, in a flashy style and falls and breaks his neck. None. And then we're screwed. All right, so here's how I have them seated. Carries the three seed. Lieberman's the, I'll, I'll go one to, I'll go eight to one, all right? How about this? Kucinich is the 8th seed. Mm -hmm. Sharpton's the 7th seed. Yeah. Lieberman's the 6th seed. John Edwards, the 5th seed. You got Dick Gephardt, the 4th seed. Kerry, the 3 seed. General Wesley Clark's the 2 seed. And Governor Howard Dean's the 1 seed. All right? So let's go through, and between you and me and maybe even Bateman, um, we'll try to decide who would move on. All right? Okay. So here we have the first matchup, 3 versus 6. Presidential candidate combat. If you want to weigh in, 800-636-1067, 202-432-1067. Strictly hand-to-hand -hand combat, all right? Not a fight to the death or anything. Would you watch this? I'd definitely watch it. You'd have to. This would be the biggest thing ever. This would get people excited in politics again. Who's going to win? Senator John Kerry, who's a Vietnam vet, or Senator Joe Lieberman? You know what? <clears throat> John Kerry. Yeah. I, 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 I would love to see, you know, some foreign objects pulled out. Maybe a, a TLC match, you know, 
That'd be great. All right, but it's going to end up. Uh, yeah. being, I think Kerry moves on in that one. Yeah. Senator John Edwards or Senator Dick Gephardt. Gephardt's very robotic. Uh, Edwards is the new kid on the scene. Edwards is like that guy from MTV who ended up winning the you know winning the MTV show and he's on and he's moving on and he's becoming a star or whatever. And I'll Senator uh, Edwards is the five seed. Gephardt's the four seed. Who are you going with in that one? I'm going with Gephardt. Are you really? You said he's very mechanical. Like, I think he'd be like a very, uh, very calculated person. I'm going to have to go with uh, Edwards on this one. We need a tiebreaker now. Yeah. 800 636 1067 202 432 I could just see the figure four lock, figure four leg lock taking hold, though. <laughs> I'd definitely be. There's big trouble. Two versus seven. General Wesley Clark or the Reverend Al Sharpton. In a hand to hat, in a hand to hand combat. Who's gonna win that one? You got you got Sharpton with the street smarts. You gonna tell me that Sharpton hadn't been in a few street battles himself? And then you got General Wesley Clark, who is a general. That that would probably, you know, that's one of those matches that doesn't belong in the first round. You wish it would happen like in, you know, you wish that'd be semifinals because one of them should go, like both of them should go on past the first round. But I'd have to say Sharpton. Sharpton on that one? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Sharpton too. And that's the beauty of presidential candidate combat, is that Sharpton doesn't have a chance in the world. But if we did something like this, he could beat uh, the General Wesley Clark. I'm going to say Sharpton moves on. Sharpton moves on. And now we have uh, Governor Howard Dean and Representative Dennis Kucinich. I think this is a gimme. To me, Dean, yeah. Dean looks so angry. He's a little stout. Maybe got a little bit of the the Tommy syndrome, little man, little man syndrome. And you know he's always kind of looking up with his, uh, you know, kind of just kind of looking down. At he's him. got those shoulders. I, I, he looks like the kind of guy that's waiting to go off. Yeah. So we're in agreement that uh, Dean would move on. Dean would move on definitely. And I don't, don't get me wrong, I like Kucinich. He's got some good ideas, but he's too much of a beatnik, peacenik kind of dude. And I just don't. He he'd be like we were talking about Joe Gibbs with Jesus. He'd yeah. be the dude that just, you know, he, he wants to create a Department of Peace. He wouldn't fight back. He'd automatically be out of it. Um, Bateman, uh, 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. So the big disagreement right now that you and I are having are Edwards and Gephardt. And um, I have to take Gephardt on it. Uh, he, you're right. He seems robotic. He's been around for a while. Yeah, he's like he's the Bob Backlund of the group. But Edwards is the new kid in town. He has that new young fire. I, and this is and this is this is what's funny. The new kids don't know how to handle the cross-faced chicken one. And this is what's so funny about the uh, about the seedings. It's the four and the five seed. Yeah. I mean, in whatever playoffs you ever have, whether it be hockey or NBA or something, the four-five matchup always ends up being the good one. Yeah. That's the one where people That's are like. That's you want to watch. Yeah. I mean, like, what was it? Like Mavs and uh, Timberwolves last year, I think, was like the fourth. And it was like, that was a great series. Except for the Mavericks kicked their ass. Um, 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. While we're waiting for the Edwards, uh, Dick, Dick Gebhardt, uh, thing to work itself out, the three seed in Kerry moves on, and it would be taking on. The actually we'll have to do uh, yeah three seed three seed will be playing Dean so it would be Kerry versus Dean actually no it'd be Kerry versus Sharpton let's go with Dustin first Dustin welcome to the hideout hey yeah uh, yeah I'd like to uh, vote for uh, Gephardt I think he'd uh, take him yeah I'd have to say so all right well, there it is Gephardt moves on thanks for voting bro all right, no all right problem, now, now we've got everything shirt up now we can move on to the next round. 
All right, so here we go. Whoever's on hold, uh, you can stay on hold for another tiebreaker. Yeah, everybody call up because we're going to have some tiebreakers that we need to get a hold of. So now the seven seed, Sharpton, will be taking on the three seed and Carrie, and the four seed and Gephardt's taking on Dean in the one seed. Let's go with Carrie versus Sharpton. Now this is where it gets good. Yeah. Because Carrie is a Vietnam vet. That man fought for our country. He's a big guy. He's kind of an older dude, 60 years old. The Reverend Al Sharpton's 49 years old. He's short. He's stout. What do you think? I think uh, Sharpton pulls out the brass knucks. You know, uh, Bobby Heenan jumps on the mat and uh, distracts the ref. Sharpton nails him. He's out. Sharpton takes the match. I got to go with Sharpton, dude. I'm with you. Now, is this a bias? Are we biased towards Sharpton? Is this what it is? I don't know. I, I just think he's a rough and tough dude. He, he, he can talk to talk. I think he can walk to walk. Is this the only way that Sharpton ends up winning in this presidential combat? He hasn't, he hasn't won it yet, but is this the only way that he has a legitimate shot to become the president of the United States? Josh, welcome to the hideout. Hey, what's up, boys? What about him? I'm saying you're all doing this wrong. you got to have the Royal Rumble for this match. Oh, uh, yeah, the Royal Rumble would be nice, but... And this, I bet the well, we don't have be... we don't have thirty uh, contestants though. We'd have to no, just we do have a battle royal. Small one, yeah. There we, we go. A battle royal where, where everybody that. starts at the same time and no one's taking a number. That's right? true. And then, a... who do you think? Who do you think? All right, let's go with you right now. While we got you on the phone, Josh. Right now, we got okay. Gephardt versus Dean. Gephardt, the right. mechanical man. Dean, the the front runner, the one seed going against the four seed. Dubs, where are you going first? I'm you know what? I want to say Gephardt, but I bet out of nowhere there's a shocker. Hillary Clinton runs out, nuts them both, and she takes the title. That's actually it's a possibility. That's a legitimate possibility. I'm going to pencil in Hillary coming in, running in out of nowhere. He's it's a bigger man than both of them. <laughs> we got, uh, we got um, Hillary running in with the, uh, with the chair. I could see something like that. And, in fact, uh, there's a scenario where it may break down where through all of these primaries and stuff and there's no real clear-cut winner and that they're at the convention they're at the convention and people are saying if there's no clear-cut winner they could just nominate hillary yeah and they could just throw hillary out there that's why this is so fun this is why it's so exciting if you put it in the whole wrestling perspective it could end up working it quite possibly could end up working louie welcome into the hideout are these uh duels between candidates to the death no, no, they're just they're just first one to get, first one to tap out. Or my vote for Joe Gibbs would be no. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Uh, referring back to uh, Joe Gibbs versus Jesus, I think Dean moves on over Gephardt. I'm saying Gephardt. I think he voted Dean. No, he didn't. He voted uh, he voted uh, Hillary Clinton. We're in a three-way tie. God damn it, man! So now we're in a three-way dance. We're in a three-way dance. All right, let's just throw it out like this then. You got Dean, you got Sharpton, and you got Hillary. Because okay. you know you're right, man. If it's in this presidential uh, WWE way of handling with, with presidential uh, candidate, uh, camp, combat, then you're going to have three people. You know, yeah. uh, There's always some sort of wrinkle in it. Uh, and I, we'll throw it like this. Commissioner comes down, gives it a hell in the cell. Who's taking the hell in the cell match? I don't know. You, you, all right, let's say it like this. All right, if they had to fight each other, if Hillary had to fight Dean, would, do you think she could beat Dean? If there's a fist fight? No, Dean and Crusher. Think so? Yeah. 
I mean, Hillary would probably have a couple tricks up her sleeve. What about and you know what? She might even go to the flashing mode. I think she might. I, you know what? Hillary would do this. She would uh, she would hook up with Gebhardt. Yeah, all right? They would have something going here where she flashes Dean. Gephardt comes across, blindsides him, takes him out, Dean's out of the picture. And uh, while uh, Gephardt is, uh, you know, getting all crazy with... Uh, with uh, That he's won. Yeah, yeah he, he hasn't won yet. Him and uh, Hillary have been in cahoots. Hillary, you know, does a turn and just forearms him right to the nose, and she takes it off. So I'm saying Hillary. I could see... I could also see Sharpton doing the uh, Rikishi kind of thing. <laughs> he takes off the suspenders, and he drops trowel. <laughs> and he's got Hillary stunned in the corner of the ring, and then uh, he backs that ass up, and uh, it's a face plant, something like that. You know, it, it would be an interesting match. Whatever the case, here's my whole point in this. I honestly believe this is the way to go. I mean, young people are getting their their presidential information from the internet. They're getting their presidential information from the Daily Show, from. Saturday Night Live, from the fastest hour, all that kind of stuff. Let's just do it like this. Let's go full out. America's gotten to this point. We need it now. We need some sort of a fight. This is a Joe Millionaire, uh, real world kind of surviving the, surviving the nuge kind of society. Let's take it to the next level. Let's actually give the people what they want. Because I'll tell you this, man, people would vote. People would be interested in politics again. Instead, you got like a very small portion of the nation deciding who the leaders are. It's because they're not turned on to the system. Let's change the system. You have to change with the times. Down if, with the system. If the times call for WWE style wrestling, so be it. I think that honestly is the way to go. I think it's brilliant, and I honestly believe that you, the average listener, the average man on the street, the person working security, the great people who are driving around pouring salt all over the roads so that we can drive safely. This is going to get you interested in politics. And it, we got to do something. People don't care, man. You see the turnout in D.C. and these other places? People don't care. Change the system. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. We're taking a break. We're coming back. I think the Stacy Show is going to hop in for a second. Talk a little sex with Stacy of the Stacy Show. It's the hideout on WJFK. We'll have things hideout. Wow, the Bible is written by people even dumber than all these mothers.
right into the hideout. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Only a few minutes left. Um, getting out of here. 11 o'clock, making room. Uh, the hideout now begins at 7 p.m. We go four hours, 7 o'clock until 11 o'clock, and then at 11 o'clock we give way um, to not a new show, a show that has been on Saturday nights, but um, she, as she looks at me, I can't even look at her. She's so beautiful. She's staring at me longingly, and it's throwing me off a little bit, Doug. Uh, much prettier than the phenoms were. Um, I hope so. Stacy from the Stacy Show. Stacy, welcome back into the hideout. How are you? I am delightful. Are you excited? Are you excited about the uh, the big move, moving up in life? I'm sure this is going to help the uh, nightlife just a little bit, no? I think it'll definitely help my social life a little bit. What, tell us about your show. Your show was on from at 1 o'clock before the Phenoms. Right. Or after the Phenoms. And now that the Phenoms are gone, we're moving you up to 11 o'clock. Uh, what, do we, what can we expect from the Stacy Show? Just a, a single woman's perspective on sex and dating here in D.C. I'm pretty, I mean, I'm a pretty effed up person, you know. I don't give advice. I tell you, don't live your life like me, and maybe you'll come out okay. All right, so you're kind of the blueprint of what not to do. Exactly. God damn, I love the way Stacy dresses for the radio, too. Just great cleavage. Theater the mind. <laughs> There's no theater to it. Theater the eyes right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's cleavage for miles. I love it. Um... You know, I chatted with the phenom, Brett yeah. Oliverio. I talked to him uh, on the IM all the time. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows this. I don't know if they even made any big announcement. But he said I could talk about it, so I feel comfortable in it. He left JFK to go to HFS. Wow. He's now producing the Junkies. He's now one of the producers for the Junkies over there. And I, I like I like Brett a lot. I really respect him, so I wish him all the best. Um, it sucks that we had to lose him to such a sinking ship of a station, but, you know, Whatever the case, good for him. You know, he needed the uh, the full-time gig, so that's the way it goes. And he's telling me, too, that the chicks over there at HFS, just like listener-wise, it's just so much better. Like they're, Oh, yeah, you can imagine so. Just tons of girls everywhere. In that It's a college station. It's that kind of station where the college chicks will listen to it and, you know, get turned on. Do you remember, do you remember the station we worked at where it was a lot like that? Yeah. And just girls readily available. And so... It's one of those situations where, okay, you're giving up complete and utter freedom in your own show to go work for someone else. And you got to be doing it for the poon almost. You, know? you would think you're doing it for the poon and the, the only reason. The poon and the paycheck. Because anyone who gets into this business, especially once you're doing a show here, I mean, the, the freedom, you know, to, to try the stuff that we, and maybe it doesn't all work, but you try stuff. And you don't have to worry about spinning records and all that kind of stuff, dealing with uh, PDs and music directors and stuff like that. I just, I don't know, man. And then you get the chicks, too, the difference in the chicks. I mean, the average HFS chick listener is probably some hot-ass college girl, you know, between 18 to 25, 27, something like that, just ready to bang. It's not like Brett was having any ish. Getting women. Yeah, that's true, too. But you look at the JFK female listener, and I don't, you know, I'm not disparaging anyone who's listening right now, but come on, let's be honest about it. You're probably already... You aren't the cream of the crop, probably. You probably popped out a couple kids, which we don't mind. There's nothing wrong with that. Not I'm a mom. In fact, you're a mom. I am a mom. Moms can still be very sexy, but it's the difference between living the MILF fantasy and living the... Young ale fantasy. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of a situation. But anyway, nonetheless. And guess what? My copy of Young Anal got eaten by the uh, VCR the other day. 
Did it really? Oh, poor thing. I'm you want, screwed. You want mine? Because I'm the more the more I try to pop it into the VCR and sit down and start watching what's going on, I just can't get into it anymore. It's too disturbing. They take. I mean, there's just say there's this guy where he's like, he's the stepdad and he's throwing his stepdaughter an 18th birthday. And so she's got a party hat on, and then she eventually comes over and starts bouncing on his lap like she's a little kid, you know what I mean? And then he starts feeding her her, her birthday cake um, like his member's a spoon or a fork or whatever. That's, that's taking it too far, is it not? Right there. I'm not getting remarried. I have a six-year-old. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, what kind of a message? And then the fact that guys are, you know, are like, wow, this is great. Now, do you have a website? People are so interested in no, wanting to know what you look like because you're a very cute, very, very, very cute lady. I don't have one yet. Big boobs. Now, you have a previous site. I, though, have, I have an old site that people have been pulling up. It's not affiliated with the new show. And we... I really don't look like that anymore. No, you're right. You don't. You had shorter hair back then. short hair. I like the shorter hair. I'm into shorter hair, though. That's you kind of do? my. Yeah, big short hair. Plus, you got the black hair thing going. So, yeah, short hair is good. Can we give out the site so people can get a, a frame of sure. reference? Sure. Because it's datingscenradio.com. Datingscenradio.com. That you, was the old show. And you still got the site up and all we that kind of thing. got the site. All right. We should have a new site up soon. Hey, Tommy, someone's trying to get in. You might want to check that out. All right. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Now, we want to talk sex with you for a second, all right? Well, bring it on. I've been waiting 10 minutes already. All right. So, Dubs... Uh, you found this thing, mm -hmm. and it's seven annoying sex habits. And now, this, this is from the, the woman's perspective? Yeah, this is what women find annoying about men in, in bed. Okay, is it, all right, so I guess number one, and I guess we'd like your perspective on this, Stacey, if you could at all. Um, My pleasure. Number one, asking for permission. Do you find that annoying? Do women finding it annoying at all when guys... Instead of asking for permission, they just go for something maybe a little bit kinky? Like, I would prefer the guy just do it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. That is annoying. So it's one of those things where maybe you're lying in bed and you got the morning wood and that whole thing's going on. Or maybe you're in the middle of the act. You're like, you know, you mind if I, you know, throw something along this line, you know? Oh, oh all right, so not even asking so much for permission of having sex, yeah. but even, like, taking it to the next level. Just do it. Now, now people said that to Kobe, and that didn't work out. <laughs> I think if you've already granted permission... To have no, sex in the first place. Well, the story is that he was halfway through. Yeah, that was the. I think that was the the Kobe point where he was doing it normal and he wanted. Right, to in my the case, I'm not going to bed with a giant black basketball player. Why? Why not? You telling me Larry Hughes uh, called the Stacy Show? You're not into that? It's not me. The, the chances of uh, Kobe Bryant be in, being interested in a Jewish single mother probably not going to happen. I would. I'm such a fan of the NBA. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for a call from I'm Michael not, Finley. I'm not even a fan of the NBA. I just want the bragging rights. <laughs> uh, look, it only took us three hours and 52 minutes to get Gam, yeah. at least. Um, well, I, I did ask you to sniff my underwear earlier. That's true. The other annoying habit, predictability. That's number two. Doing the same thing over and over. How do you throw a little spice in? How do you throw a little spice in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just... Just like you guys said, young anal, watching stuff like that. Are chicks into porn? You know what? I'm going to be honest, you know, because I'm such a, I have so much bravado on my own show. I've never watched a porn. I'm not opposed to it. It's just never kind of come up. You never even just watched it for fun? 
On my own? Yeah. I don't need to. Or with, uh, with uh, you know, no, not, not for fun, just to watch it, just to watch it, like, like friends. Can we do this? Can we do this? <laughs> you mean like a porn party when we're yeah. doing our nails? Yeah. yeah. You never had a porn party? No. Where you, everybody's just drunk and there's porn playing on all the TVs? Ah, uh, high school, you're reminding me of high school yeah. so much. I don't think girls do that normally. What up, Bateman? Uh, you can spice up your love life by wearing a karate gi. All right. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> damn goddamn producer. Um, how about we do this? How about next week? Yes. Because we, we got TVs with VCRs that we can throw up there. How about we have a porn party here? Introduce us to your, uh, your sidekick, by the way. We've never had him. Why don't you move over to Mike 3? For somebody switch, you know, seats and everything. Sorry to have you sitting in the corner over there. Hey, how you doing, buddy? How's it going? This is the beautiful and talented Glenn. Glenn, welcome into the hideout, bro. How you doing, My good? perfect foil. Good to see you again. I guess for our radio listeners, good to meet you. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. How about we throw a porn party next week? Gio? I'm into that. How about we throw, we can we can get a porn up there on the top, and we'll sit around. That's going to be a little awkward for Stacy because she's going to be the only chick. We're obviously going to have three dudes. When is it awkward for me? All right, but can I have my pants off? Is that okay? That's fine. Now, can I have it... my pants off, too? Do right now. Why? What's that to get for next week? I'm not prepared to be bottomless at the moment. That time? Yeah, I mean... A little string? No, 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 no. No, I just, like, I have preparations she that I do. She just her nair bath. No, you didn't shave. Having a... You know what I'm starting to get into a little bit? What? Yeah. Starting to get in the hair a little more. Me too. Are you really? Just a little. Not no jungle. Not like a full jungle, nothing like that. But like the kind of thing where it's, it's like glazed. Oh, you know, there's a. It's like it maybe it hadn't been shaved in about like a two weeks. Shower. Yeah, I can. That's not quite five because that's stubbly, but just long enough so that it's not. You know, so it doesn't hurt. You know, I, I can I can feel that because I like to listen to White Snake every once in a while, and so I, yeah, a little bush every once in a while isn't bad. Um, just running through the other quick annoying habits because we don't have time. We got to get out of here so you guys can start your show. Uh, mechanical sex, not going the extra mile, the same location, too vocal or not vocal enough. I gotta say that's a typical woman. Yeah, where it's so you're it's too vocal or not vocal. Yeah, either you're, you're a streamer or you just. Lay there off fridges. Do you like it when dudes talk to you? I love it. Really? Love it. You like it when they That's smack, my biggest thing. When they smack you, too? Like, well, thank you, thank you. On the end? Or a punch. Punch right in the back. Of the, right in the back. Right in the middle of the back. <laughs> you know, you, you get into the moment sometimes. We're domestic violence here in the no, no, in fact, no, we aren't. We're not at all. I'm just saying, you've never been in the mood and the back sitting there, you're just not thinking, hmm, that, that feels kind of fun. How about you just lock like, up on you? How about you're just like behind and you just throw the uh, knuckle right into the. Uh, no. I love the being temple. rendered unconscious. Yeah. What about that, that just hurt a it lot. No, now you're taking it. Food. How, how about a hand around the throat, Hefe? No, I'm not into no? choking either. No I'm just talking a quick little punch to the back. That's all I'm talking. You guys are getting all crazy. Like a jab. Right. Okay. A punch to the back. How about the kidney? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Couldn't it, could, well, no. It, no, because, I mean, usually that could affect, you know, bathroom habits and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. It's a little... It's real quick. You're spanking this little... Right in the back. Spanking... Usually where that, like, where the tattoo is. Okay, how about this? Punch him in the side. No! Not hard. But you fall through a little bit faster with the elbow. Punch him in the side, fall through the elbow. This is such a disgusting show. All right, stay tuned for clean, happy fun. The Stacy Show. Uh, never experimenting. I think that's also another problem. What's wrong well, with that? It? Would be experimenting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Experimenting with the European uppercut. That sounds like marriage. Check this out. 
<laughs> I have an experiment for you. Oh, I have a hypothesis, too. Don't worry. Oh, you dropped. Perfect. Oh, so we're not doing anything new, huh? How do you like that? Is that new enough for you? You have a new broken nose. No! I'm talking about just in the back. Oh, okay. nothing. What's wrong with you? Let's take a couple calls while we're going out and with the music. Eric, welcome to the hideout. Hey. What up, brother? Well, not too much. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. You ready for the Stacy show coming up at 11? Yeah, well, no, uh, not really. Uh, Stacy's too much for me to handle. Oh. Eric's been cheating on me again. You found a love connection with Eric, huh? <laughs> What's that? I, I did send you an email. And stuff. Oh, what is this love that you're developing? And she never responded. He's too much for me. I, I can't handle him. i tell you what I'm going to do, Eric. But you know, he's a cheater. He calls all the shows. He flirts with all the doesn't call us anymore. I think he's found his one true yeah, calling in the Stacey show. He can't handle the truth. Here, here, I'm going to leave you on hold so that you can be the first caller on the Stacey show. Okay. Thanks so much. All right, hold on, buddy. Hey, Clarence, can you hold on, too, so you can be the second caller? Oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely can. I'm looking forward to that. All right, hold on, bro. There it is. I'd like to do this every week so we can just get the calls lined up. Call now, Stacey. Stacy Show, 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. This is The Hideout. That is J-Dubs. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Glenn and Stacy, for stopping in. Next week, a porn party. Are you really going to be into this? Will you really do it? Bring it on. Awesome. Porn party. We're just going to set it up right there. We're going to listen to it, and we'll have a porn party here. And we got to make sure we get something that's clean, though. Yeah. Teen power. Teen power? I think Team Power got eaten, too. I have to get a new VCR. Yeah, you do. All right. There it is. Stacy Show next. This has been The Hideout, the new hit. Thanks to Bateman. Thanks to Alexis who came in. Thanks to Freddie who stopped by for a little bit. Thanks to Joe Gibbs for hopefully having a sense of humor and not getting pissed at us <laughs> for what we did earlier. We'll see you later. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000.